0: All right, we're live. You should be able to see that now, guys. Yeah,
1: I keep forgetting to click on the... the Honestly, here's where I was. What's up, everybody? Welcome to ScreenCast. I'm your host, Nick Scarpino. Uh, I keep dropping, like, um, little bits of water from this nice Coke Zero onto my desk, and the only thing I have to clean it up with are these wonderfully lotioned uh, uh, tissues. But every time I wipe the desk off, it makes my desk moisturized, so now I'm fast. Anyway, what's up, everyone? Welcome to ScreenCast. I'm Nick Scarpino. Uh, Today, joining me, of course are the movie bros yourself Joey Noel.
2: Hello, still with my comically tall mic.
1: I love it. It's rose gold and beautiful. Forever. Thank you. And I like how you've matched sort of <laughs> like the robe back there whatever you have to the rose oh, yeah. gold motif. It is lovely. Uh of course also joining us today is Kevin the big dog Hello. There it is. Uh, hold on. I'm going to click off this little thing here. Lots of fun news today, guys. And we're actually going to do a little fun uh, and something else a little fun. We're bringing back a big topic uh, at the end of the show. Blessing is going to be joining us uh, – joining me, rather, to talk about Psych 2 Lassie Comes Home. Here's how it worked out. I was uh, We were on the production call last week, and I was like just randomly threw a Hail Mary out. I was like, does anyone like Psych? And Joey and Kevin were like, <laughs>
0: Nerd.
1: <laughs> but no I, I
0: responded <laughs> that i i've seen the first like three seasons and that i yeah i do like it but i'm not caught up
1: that's okay uh i mean honestly on this movie you don't need to be caught up but blessing blew me away he was like dude i've watched the uh, the show like twice through and i've watched all the movies and i'm and he was like i'm excited for Lassie come home and i was like well obviously you're in my boat where we're excited for it but the second we don't see any promotional thing for it we totally forgot about it because guess what the movie's out i watched it two weeks ago i watched it again last night blessing watched it last night uh so we're going to talk about it a little bit and obviously probably just de into a discussion about psych that's at the tail end of the show if you're watching this you came for this if that's the headline you can fast forward to that we'll put the time code down below uh, before that of course we're going to get to some news and uh some stuff we've been watching and the nicholas we're to your suggestions our suggestions what we thought of last week's nicholas we're just basically reviewing a lot of movies on the show and guess what I freaking love it. Of course, this week's episode is brought to you by kindoffunny.com slash store, where you can get this hat and all sorts of, I think you might be able to get this shirt also still on it. This is a cool, Greg, I Am The Night shirt. I love it. It freaks people out when you wear it at a bank, uh, which I discovered this morning. Uh, and Wait, why? <laughs> it's just funny. People are like, what is that shirt? I I'm like, Imagine me in just this, just the face mask. You see just this massive, essentially nomadic... Beard that I have here, this like post apocalyptic Cormac McCarthy the road beard peeking out from underneath it, and then just a severed hand on my shirt. Sure this is I am the Night, and I walk in in camo sweats.
0: All right, <laughs> yeah, I know you're <laughs> selling
1: it. I get it now. This is
2: quite the picture you're painting.
1: It's like I'm either an eccentric billionaire or I'm gonna eat part one of your organs for food. That's where we're at right now. Uh, shout out to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed and Al the Predator Tribesman or Momo Squared and There you go. As I'm now calling him. Uh, We love you guys very, very much. If you want to support this show by just doing more than watching, and by the way, watching is just good enough, uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel you're watching this on right now. Or if you're listening to this in podcast services, Please give us a good rating and tell your friends. It's pretty fun. Uh, and, of course, you can always go over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny and back us at any tier. Uh, even $1 is fantastic. We love you very much. $5 gets you to be a part of the show. You can suggest stuff we watch. Uh, just like this week, we have uh, uh, v- Vinnie Vincent. Vinna Vincent has suggested uh, that we watch some fun stuff. And also, uh, Bran has said, hey, man, have you guys been following Comic-Con? Apparently, it's happening. Uh, that's a fun one. <laughs> I kind of have, kind of haven't. It's a weird year. What are you going to say? Uh, all right, guys, let's go into some fun news. How does that sound for both of you today?
2: Sounds great.
1: Great. Uh, as you guys do know, weird Comic Con stuff was happening, and there's also like a Fan Con and a Justice Con and all sorts of stuff. Either way, uh, some interesting stuff came out about the Snyder Cut last week. Not really interesting, just an interesting pull of a quote. Uh, this came from Screen Rant. He said, "Zack Snyder won't use any footage shot." By Joss Whedon in his upcoming cut of the justice league. The filmmaker didn't min- mince words when asked if there's a chance that scenes he didn't film will be included in the upcoming version of the movies released next year on HBO max, uh, appearing on a panel for a fan organized justice con Snyder was asked about rumors that he'd use some of Whedon scenes in justice league, especially the director denied, um, Expectedly, the director denied uh this, even going as far as to say that he'd rather ruin the film before using footage he didn't shoot himself. "Quote: I'd destroy the movie before I use the single frame that I didn't photograph. That is a fucking hard fact. I'd blow the fucking thing up. Hard as I, <laughs> he, you know, that's what's so funny? Real aggressive like, I, shit is what's going on. I get on there. it. I mad? get it. I get it. Like you, fi- you finished principal photography for all intents and purposes. He was assuming. I'm assuming if everything that I was correct that he finished." the the actual photography and was uh, had to exit the exit the production during post. So imagine you shoot something you think you, you think is going to be one way, and then people are like, no, 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 we're bringing someone in and he's going to completely redo your work. I'd be pissed too. I would be completely pissed. I get it. Um, of course the movie's going to be set to be a two hour and fourteen minute runtime. Right now, we'll see if that changes at all, and we'll see how they release on HBO Max. But I'm I'll be honest with you, right now, I'm fascinated by this. I, I I have been following the story obviously cursory since since the dropping of it and it's fun to make fun of obviously um <laughs> but but seeing how fired up he is about this and and realizing that this is going to be just a completely different thing I am I'm absolutely fascinated and I got to be honest with you Kev I've t- I've bought the ticket I'm taking the ride I, I can't oh, I mean for the, I for again this, we do
0: time not time. have a choice we are watching this because We're of work We're watching the shit out yeah. of
1: this all 3 hours and 46 minutes or how how, how, how many Hours is 2.14. What does that break down to? Three hours and some change?
0: Yeah. Wait, what did you say? 3.14? No, my God. Jesus, that's not 214, right. 2.14. 2.14. 2.14. Okay, okay, 2.14. 214. So, yeah, three hours and 44 of minutes. minutes?
1: That's, a lot of, that's a lot of Batman. I'm in. Let's go.
2: A <laughs> amount of Batman. I don't yeah, think, by the way, actually,
1: I don't think there's anything we didn't know before, by the way. but
2: Yeah. No, just so interesting to hear him be so, like, blunt about how he feels about everything because I feel like he's been pretty cagey. Yeah.
1: Well, what <laughs> I'm fascinated by, by is you – I read this story originally wrong. I thought he was not going to use anything that was released in theaters. That's incorrect, no. obviously. Uh, yeah. Joss Whedon had some footage that he had shot before, presumably. So I, I was like, holy shit, this is going to be – like every every single frame in this movie is something we hadn't seen before. That's – that I was wrong about that because I think I talked about that on the podcast yesterday. I misread the story. Evidently, he's just being like, I know I'm just going to use only the stuff that I shot, uh, and which includes, I assume, any and all stuff they've had to do in post or reshoots, which – um I think they're doing, but then I read something else that said they're not doing any reshoots. But whatever, they got forty million dollars to spend on this bad boy. Let's get it done. Let's get it. Let's get. Let's get Superman into that uh, into the uh, the dark charcoal Superman suit. Did you see the pictures? Away. Yeah, it's fucking dope. Apparently there was footage, but I couldn't find yeah. it this morning. He showed like a thirty second teaser of him just in the suit. Yeah, and apparently there's another he goes trailer to, like, coming. visit in August.
0: Alfred, right or something?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah so. in the bad hey, why it, the hell not? It didn't do much for me.
0: It? It? I'm
2: very it didn't curious. Not for me either. Yeah. I just but wish he had is, long hair. I also know this is not my thing. Yeah.
1: So to me, there's there's some there's a part of me now that has turned a corner on this, and there's a film purist part of me that goes, maybe we just need this for history. Like I just now want to like I'm kind of coming around to Snyder's side and being like, I I just I do want to see him, no matter what it ends up being. And I'm sure we'll have our our criticisms, or maybe not. Maybe we'll like it. Who knows? Uh, but I'm sure we'll have it'll be it'll be interesting <laughs> to talk about either like way. It. But I do think that it's 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 I've turned a corner now where I think that it's it's kind of cool that they're giving him this opportunity to at least do this cut of it, similar to how like you'd see, you know, uh, Ridley Scott being able to do his final cut of Blade Runner or things like that. Now, of course, I reserve the right to completely bash this film when it comes out, but um, that that'll be based on its merits. It'll be based on the film itself, and it'll also be based on how much it makes Greg Miller cry, which you always know. The more it's going to make Greg cry, the more Kevin and I are going to go hard on it. So that's just how it's going to. Do go. you
2: think he's going to cry?
1: greg yeah cry- the thing with greg crying is he cries when he's happy he cries when he's sad he cries when he's like so the odds hungry. are
2: yeah yeah 100 yeah like, yeah, 100%.
1: Yeah, like well, it, it it there's a 98 shot yeah he shot
0: I, I just before. really hope it's good like, i i hope challenge. that but, we're but I feel all... like you don't want
2: good tears you want sad tears no no i honest
0: to god want this to be good i want this to be good the end of the dc universe as we know it and they just you know Blink it out of Burn existence. It the well, ground. it's not
1: the end. Apparently, they're still doing the other movies, so we'll see what well, happens.
0: No, I, well, I mean, like Wonder Woman is done, right? It, at this point, it would have been released.
1: Eighty Four is done. Supposedly, they're still doing the Flash movie, there, right?
0: Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. That yeah. all, like the uh, all the well, we'll Ezra see. I mean, stuff, seems kind of weird.
1: Um, oh, that's we'll right. see. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I, at this point. Like, it's funny. It's what a difference a month makes. But last month I was like, "We don't need this," and now I'm like, "There's nothing to watch on TV." Fucking, let's put this out. No. This is three hours and forty six minutes of pandemic time that we I could fill just need watching this,
0: this. Though, like, just start no, watching Avatar, The Last Airbender. That's that's a bay- way better way to fill your time. Damn it, I forgot. To I have, about and audience. I'm trying.
1: I'm trying to. I'm trying to talk Tim into letting us do Avatar in review. I shouldn't have said that online, but I'm doing it right now. It's I'm okay. Starting I, I forgot to
0: mute us afterwards, and they heard us talk about it briefly. <laughs>
1: Okay, good. Yeah, I started. Well, I, I'm like four episodes in because Blessing recommended it. And I was like, dude, this is actually a really good show. We should it's potentially really like watch it. Like, maybe I don't want to do every episode or every three episodes. I'd probably do it by season, just being mm-hmm. like season one, season two, season three, because it goes fast. Yeah. But it's actually or, a nice deep show.
2: Or we do The Office.
0: We just commit. I say we do The Office and we do every episode.
1: I mean, I'm going to pitch uh, Blessing on Psych and review at the end of this spoilers. <laughs> so. Mm. And there's eight seasons of that, so and eight. two movies now, uh-huh. and and an extra episode that I for totally forgot about that I've never seen called Psych the Musical, which is just a whole musical episode. It's, musical it's a prequel to the, the entire episode. show. Really, that's that that, yeah. that
0: last part got me. The prequel, that's cool.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that until Ooh. I looked it up yesterday, and it's it's actually it's episode one, season zero. So it actually it, apparently it's like it's supposed to be beforehand. I love the Psych universe; it is great. Uh, next news story for you guys: Do you guys see the Emmy nominations came out?
2: I did yesterday, right? Monday. Yeah,
1: I just wanted to go through some of these with you guys and see because I know we've watched a lot of these shows. Um, this is from IndieWire. I mean, I'm sure you guys can Google it and see the whole thing if you want to go to IndieWire. They have it all nice, nicely compiled here by Ann Donahue. Uh, the pull quote from this is: Netflix leads the way with 160 nominations. Uh, HBO right behind them with 107, including 26 for Watchmen. Uh, at the seven, damn, damn. George, did, you watch, did you watch Watchmen?
2: No, I haven't. Watchmen is what, uh, what was the other thing I had on my list? Watchmen is kind of at the top of my HBO list now. Ha- but- I mean,
0: what, what's your like back, like background with uh, Watchmen comics?
2: Absolutely or- nothing. Okay.
0: Have you seen the movie? No, are you planning on doing either? Not
2: really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're gonna get anything out of Watchmen
1: if you do it yeah, this way. You, if you if you're not if you're not gonna watch the movie, you have to watch the movie first. Because this is a direct sequel to and it. And then read a
0: small synopsis of how the book the comic book actually ends. So yeah, or just super
1: read the comic funny. book. That's it's you're not gonna do any of this. It, it's worth I it. I might watch the movie. Um read the synopsis or else it won't yeah, make any I mean, sense. You'll be like, you what? Know what I mean? Squids the thing about it is this: the movie, obviously done uh, based on the source material, material by Alan Moore and directed by mm-hmm. Zack Snyder, speaking of the devil, um, is I think it's a great movie. It's one of those. Yeah, it's it's cool. one of those instances it where when people start bashing um, Zack Snyder for being a quote unquote bad director, I always point them to Watchmen, and I'm like, he's not. Mm-hmm. When he has material that is, that works for his style, it gets a very, in my opinion, elevated movie out of it.
0: I, I feel like 300 I had, is the same a perfect example for that.
1: Yeah. I love three hundred. I know it's thin and it's mostly just visual, but so that it was the comic. Got me. And well, the comic, yeah, the comics like uh, super short, but um, but yeah, that that works for me. I think Watchmen's just a cool, cool, cool. And then I was very obviously remiss when they said, "Oh, you know, Damon Lindelof's going to take the the mantle." I was like, "Oh, great, this is going to go on forever and never have a conclusive ending, and it's just going to." Eh. But man, don't
2: on Lost.
1: You know what. I fucking when I'm wrong, I'm wrong, Kevin. What have I always said? I'll be the first to admit I'm wrong. I never double down. Yep. Never. You they always call me say Never that. double down, yep. Nick. They ne- they say Nick, you can change your opinion. I've never never you heard aren't. you double down. Like, mm-hmm. Never double down. Uh, the, Watchmen season one, and I'm hoping it's the only season. I know they're doing a second, but I'm just it's they phenomenal. They aren't. It
0: is. They said that I they said they
1: were going to try to continue it, but not with with Damon Lindelof.
0: No, they were saying like that they're interested in continuing. You know, that Even means if they they that yeah, they want that I, money.
1: Yeah, but I have a feeling
0: that they can they can wait 10 years and make a season two and, like, the internet go wild. Do something know? different.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, either way, it was, in my opinion, the, I think it's a perfect, like, mini series. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Um, some other notable things uh, in here that uh, Hugh Jackman got nominated for Bad Education, which I was like, fuck yeah, mm-hmm. he should absolutely get that. Did you guys end up watching that HBO movie? Not yet. That was it's one of on my.
2: Never ending list. Dude, I don't it's... know how both of you do this watching three movies for this plus both interview movies. <laughs> so, um, and then we well, we'll throw in fair, stuff. Though,
1: to be fair, I don't watch all the movies. You guys have noticed that I will make sure I try to steer the conversation toward movies I've already seen on the odd chance that I run out of time. <laughs> Whiplash. Um,
0: oh, my God.
1: Are you saying you've what? seen Whiplash or you didn't see yeah. Whiplash? Oh, I've seen Whiplash. I oh, just, my God.
0: Because I, I, I can't unfortunately... wait to talk about that movie unfortunately yeah. I didn't watch
1: it again this week because uh i watched just mercy and i was like fuck that movie was like impactful yeah. and i was like i can't watch another hard movie like this this was yeah that movie sat with me for a while i was like i, I gotta sit with this for a little bit but i have so i saw whiplash in theaters i'm phenomenal anyway we'll get to that in a little bit um yeah there's uh it's interesting i've seen going through this list i'm like I'm. See- I've seen a lot of shows. Ozark yeah. got nominated a bunch. Oh, the Crown God, got nominated God. a bunch. Uh, Euphoria, which I haven't watched yet, oh, and that's another one good. that real that good. pops up again. I'm. I'm watching it. I. I got. I got to remember to watch that show. Um, uh, Do love
0: it a lot. Some of these are interesting. Where it's like the uh, Eugene Le- Le- uh, Levy for or Shit Creek. Creek. It's like, man, mm-hmm. I hate that show so much.
1: <laughs> Dude, that show. Whenever anyone brings up Shits Creek, it is. It is for whatever reason, Joe. It's the most polarizing divisive. show I've ever heard in my yeah. entire life. Oh really? D, you either to love it or you it. hate it. it. Yeah, D did not like it, and yeah, as you guys know, if D doesn't like something in this house, it just it puts a damper on it for the rest of my life. I mm-hmm. can't watch it. Kevin, you're married, you understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Macuga loves it. I've heard yeah. people love it. People in the chat right now are saying it's great. It's uh, not. Kulberg it's loved really it. bad. Does he? Yeah, loves it. I, I think it's just yeah. the style. I think it's just no. You, it's comedy, it's not. right? You either I, love I, it or hate did it. Did
0: you watch any of it?
1: No, again. Once D de- poo poo something. I is think you
0: should good. watch one episode just because the, the the acting
1: is some of the worst I've seen. Well, I love Eugene Levy. I will always love. I and mean, Catherine O'Hara is so great. good too. He's great. Yeah, that's the one-two punch. But you know, I mean, sometimes yeah, Catherine O'Hara from uh, she's, she's from not in this Home Alone and uh, yeah Beetlejuice. She's and from a bunch of other movies from the last three 30, 30, 30 decades.
0: I'm uh, also yeah, I'm, sorry. Just gonna say, really yeah, go excited for- to see outstanding variety talk series last week tonight with john oliver that show i think mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 you can oh, sorry my headphones are delayed uh okay. you can see most of his clips on youtube they just upload them all which is so, so good move
1: yeah yeah i never i generally don't watch it because on sundays i'm like i, I just don't want to relive the week's news <laughs> but i know he's brilliant well uh um, it's not
2: the way that he goes into it though is really cool yeah, it's, it's way it's more news. it's to um patriot act of like hey we're gonna dive deep onto one One topic and tell you all the things that they're not actually reporting on
1: okay maybe i've got that show pegged incorrectly uh cool well look kind of looking forward to this actually because i've seen a lot of these shows which is for the first time and kind of cool uh we'll see who knows i'll probably go back to making fun of the Emmys. but shout out to uh drucker he got his show got nominated Uh, samantha Mm -hmm. b got nominated for a bunch so he got nominated for an emmy which is cool that's
0: awesome
1: um yeah Very excited about that. Next news story. um, This popped up uh, a few days ago. I'm sorry, guys. We're a little late on this. And obviously, also, by the way, hey, welcome to Screencast. It's not Internet Explorers this week like it's supposed to be uh, just because we wanted to do the psych review uh, earlier rather than later. That's why. Uh, Haley Seinfeld has been cast as Kate Bishop. This was rumored uh, at 99% and then uh, by an article over on MCU. Cosmic.com. They said they updated it and said, uh, in the last 90 minutes since the story ran, the 99% went to 100% as the contract has not been signed. Marvel Studios has their Kate Bishop officially, and it is Haley Steinfeld. Uh, I don't, I'm not familiar with Kate Bishop. I know she plays the new Hawkeye. Is she Hawkeye's daughter? Is that what it is?
0: No, I don't believe yeah. so.
1: No, Maybe? okay.
2: I don't think so. I thought she was, but. Maybe I'm getting that confused with Hawk, people's Hawk, theories about the MCU movies. Blah, 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 blah.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: but because because Hawkeye Hawkeye's last name isn't Bishop, right?
1: No, you're right. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know where the fuck I got that from. Well, either well, way, well, no.
0: I mean, it's one of those things. <laughs> where I think it's they like, were
2: talking they about look pe- like, like <laughs> or you know, the with how uh, Endgame starts.
0: Oh, right, with uh, with his young daughter learning oh, to daughter. shoot an arrow.
2: <clears throat> yeah.
1: People in the people in the chat are be like that. Site is not exactly known for the I, best news sources. Let me look that up again. Then
0: I'm seeing, that I'm seeing it's it on... like heavily rumored.
1: Mm-mm-mm. Let's go to a more. I mean, this hasn't been picked if this up. This
0: is by... true. This is awesome.
2: Tim talked about this at length, and <laughs> Tim's he usually did. dialed in into the.
1: Uh, he did, but I'm not usually. Really? So usually, I'll see this. Oh, ScreenRant has it picked up. Let's see. That's May 9th. And then that was a while back. Uh, well, let's we'll just mark this one in the rumor category until until the Hollywood Reporter or Screen Rant or some a slightly more venerable uh, website picks it up. But be cool. Either way. Haley Steinfeld joining the MCU. I'm all for why the fuck not, as they say.
2: Yeah, I think I mean, she's obviously been like a fan favorite casting choice for this role for yeah. a while. And now that I've seen a few more things with her in it, because like. Back when this had originally broken, I hadn't seen Bumblebee, and I was like, "Oh, okay," kind of get your vibe a little bit better because before I only knew her from Pitch Perfect. I was like, mm. "This is a weird choice," <laughs> um, no, but I isn't... think this should be really fun.
1: So you got to go back and watch True Grit then, because that's the oh, I have that seen that. Was... I just yeah, seen didn't realize movie that, movie that, was that her. Eleven. Yeah. So she—that's the movie that broke her. That's the one that was like basically the. It, I would kind of equate it to um, Natalie Portman in The Professional of just kind of like for some reason just knocking out of the fucking park with a very, very cool movie and held her own with, you know, across from Jeff Bridges, yeah. which is not easy. Doing his best cowboy grit, you know, uh, John Wayne reenactment. So uh, she did a great job and she's a phenomenal icon. That's going to be good. Cool. Um, That was it for the, the big news that I had right now. And by big news, I mean I didn't pull any more news stories, chat, let me know if there's anything we missed. Uh, that while-
2: AMC thing is kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, it's really. I cool. saw you put that in there. Um, I didn't. I didn't read the full of it. I just. Got, I kind of glossed over all the theater news that happened. Joe, do you want to surmise it for us? Want to just? I would summarize love it? to. They've pretty
2: much just come to an agreement that they're shortening the window between, like, premium VOD um, and theater releases. So instead of. Normally it's like what three months before yeah. you can get it digitally. Now it's like three less than three weeks. Oh that's wow! For that, how long movies. is
1: that going to be going for? Is that like indefinite?
2: <clears throat> yeah, I don't. As far as I remember, there wasn't like a end date on yeah. this. But It was seventeen it, days, it was, right? Yeah, seventeen days. There that's we go. that's wild. Um, that's that's so short. Yeah, I love um, it. But, but I guess I it's guess very interesting to see them come back to agreeing to this after being like, hey, by the way, we're not showing universal movies because you guys. Uh, just decided to release trolls.
1: Immediately. Yeah, I think it's. Just, I think that must be just a sign of the times, right? Everyone, let's yeah. put it this way: everyone had a different mindset a month ago or two months ago when trolls came out than they do now. Now everyone's being like, "Oh shit, we're all in this together. We got to figure out a way to make this work going forward." So it's good to see that that big theater chain. Uh, in it is a
2: multi-year year agreement, I guess. So there is okay. some sort of end date. I just didn't see it in the article.
1: Yeah, my my guess is that they're gonna. I would guess they wouldn't want this to be forever, because that really does cut into profits. When you know, like, when you know that a movie is going to be available like thir- seventeen days after it comes out of theaters, as opposed to like three months, then you're like, eh, maybe I'll stick. Maybe I won't go to theaters after all for it. Yeah, but I, I yeah, feel like the studio important. has Sorry. the option
2: to capitalize on its new freedom with mid-budget fare. Blah, 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 blah. If smaller movies perform better than expected, Universal can wait to put it on digital rental services. Yeah. So. Cool. That'll be interesting. So that'll be Jurassic World Fast and Furious, Halloween, Minions for the Kiddos, stuff like that. Exciting.
1: That's very exciting. I I well, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh now it's time to take a break, ladies and gentlemen, to tell you about our sponsor, kind slash store. Is where you go to get all your cool, kinda funny stuff. Also, Tim wanted us to sponsor Kevin's Twitter feed. Please go find go at <laughs> go go to at kind Kevin. On yeah. Twitter and follow him because apparently he's tweeting again, and that makes the whole world happy. Apparently, so how do you feel about again. that? I'm not
0: tweeting again.
1: <laughs> <Are>
2: you <laughs> ask me how I'm feeling about it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I forget that Kevin is like back and forth with social media. Of like, yeah. Kevin will be gone for like weeks, and then he pops back up. What I did not appreciate is that I woke up the other morning to a picture of a screen cap of Kevin's Instagram picture from my mom. Being I forget what she said, but I was like. I'm, why am I seeing this on every avenue Wait, I'm of sorry. my life?
0: <laughs> was it the picture that I posted on Monday? Yep. <laughs> oh, you know I your, forget we, what she was saying. Your mom, oh, I think
2: she was talking about how Cecil was so big.
0: Oh yeah, Cecil's growing big. Your mom uh, liked my picture that I posted today, which was a drawing of that said picture. And I, for a second, I was like, I didn't think about Joey's mom seeing that picture. Huh. <laughs>
2: I don't know. My mom's yeah. seen way weirder things yeah. that we've posted sure. and talked about. So, yeah, here
1: yeah. we go. Her her mom has been acquainted with me for a few years now, so I'm sure she understands we run the gamut of weird shit that we put on the internet. Yeah, but I feel but... like
0: when I, like when I post a picture of, like in my underwear, I like yeah. definitely was like, well, my mom's gonna see this, my in laws yeah. are gonna see this, but I didn't think Joey's mom was gonna see this. You know
1: yeah that's a hard one it's yeah. when it's when see like because your mom my mom called me yesterday and she was like i'm watching your um your review of the prestige right now and i was like damn you're going deep on kind of funny content right oh my now God. And she's like yeah she's like i'm basically gonna follow along i started watching the christopher nolan movies and i was like dude that's fucking awesome that's hilarious but my mom, when i say crazy shit my mom is just used to it Wait, and she's like but, like I was she like hey, and that's how it is who
0: are these rkg guys where is kevin
1: no, she really liked their British accents. Sure. She I get that. that. I get that. I didn't want to make uh, a big thing out of it. she did say, and this is where, and I love my mom to death, but she does not follow us that closely. She said, I really, really liked it when Andy made himself real big and put himself all over the screen. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, yeah. we liked it too. Mom. Got it. And then she goes, yeah. And then that other Andy is great. So I think my mom thinks there's two Andys sure, working sure. for kind of funny. And I didn't have the heart to tell her that your name was Kevin because I don't think she cares. We've I think she met like, several yeah,
0: times. Fun. I've, she I've, does. Oh, you have to understand,
1: though. My mom still calls me Matt. So
0: I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. Not. I often call yeah. Thomas Cecil and Cecil Thomas. It's difficult. It's difficult. Does you your just throw names mom out there. call
2: you the pets? Because that's that? where I'm at. I don't have siblings. <laughs> my mom sometimes will just be like, "Joanna, stop barking!" And I'm like, uh,
1: yep. "Excuse me, Mom." <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to get that a lot. I used to get my when my mom had a couple dogs because she has she has that reaction where she has to be the one. Unfortunately. To tell people like to be the disciplinarian as my dad would go out in mm, the garage mm. and just chill and like fix a an old, uh, you know, guitar amp or something like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, my mom used to yell at us all the time. She used to call me Max every once in a while, which was our old dog's name. <laughs> I was like, I'm fine with it. That's cool. I just I used to think myself as uh, Max from Robotech. Done. He was cool. He was the best pilot in all of the UN Spacey. Uh, what a cool. long
0: ad that was. <laughs>
1: That was, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's the ad. Go to kindoffunny.com slash store. Buy our shit. It's dope, and it fits well. Uh, next segment <laughs> of the show is a little segment we like to call What We've Been Watching. I'm going to kick this off with, with for you guys. I talked a little bit about these two movies uh, that I watched last weekend, but I watched a movie called Death Becomes Her, which is a Robert Zemeckis film, which so is good. hard to believe. Uh, it is good. It's weird that actually – I was like, this movie is not going to hold up. And it was oddly enjoyable, even though it's very, very thin on plot and does not make – it's more of just like zany than I remember it being, which is good. Super but,
2: campy. Uh,
1: very campy. Um, if you're not familiar with it, it's uh, it's Meryl Streep, uh, Goldie Hahn, and Bruce Willis. And it's a weird, fun, campy, silly, horribly dark movie. Um, that has some interesting undertones. I recommend it. No. Um, and then on top of that, I watched Dick Tracy, which I was like, I haven't no. seen this movie in years. I remember loving this movie. I could not get through 20 minutes of it. I was I was very very disappointed that the Dick Tracy movie doesn't hold up. While it's beautiful from a production standpoint and from like, and I think it should be taught as a masterclass mm-hmm. of production design, um, it is a terrible, terrible story. There's no story whatsoever. The editing is horrible. And I just you can just see that this movie was just fraught with with production problems and challenges. But when you're a kid, I was like, everything's colorful. It's fucking great. Uh, and watching it back and forth, I was like, they should have gotten Tim Burton to direct this, uh, which you could tell they wanted to, but they didn't get a chance to. Hmm. Uh, what are you guys been watching? Uh,
0: I started watching, and I haven't finished it yet because it's apparently three hours and like 40 minutes, uh, Gone with the Wind.
2: Oh, wow.
0: yeah. Wow. Like, I was like, love- I've never watched Gone with the Wind. I was like, I don't think I've watched it since I was like seven. So let's rewatch it. Uh, yeah, they it. hand wave hear. a lot of racism stuff out, oh, out yeah. of the way. Doesn't though. age well. Yeah, no. Where they're just like, oh, man, I can't believe the North's coming and ruin the South. And it's like, well, is that how that's happening? Is that what's going down?
1: Uh, but it's it's I mean, she runs a plant. <clears throat> or she, Scarlett O'Hara or Scarlett O'Hara. O'Hara. O'Hara yeah. runs a plantation, right?
0: Uh, kind of. I mean, yeah. like, it's like her parents. Yeah, and like you know. she takes over it once, like everyone has been, like all the slaves nice. have been sent to fight for the South. just uh, really sad. Interesting. Um, and and so yeah, it's like two people at that point where she when she's running it and like and now it's growing back. But um, yeah, it's. Did uh, you
2: start watching it because of uh, what's her name dying this week?
0: No, who died? Oh.
2: Uh, the woman that plays Melanie in Gone with the Wind. Uh, I can't oh. remember what her name is at the top of my head. Yeah. She was 104 and she died Jeez. this oh. week. Thanks for her. Olivia de Havilland. Thank you.
0: Uh, there, there was, so, no, we just turned on HBO Max. No. You, oh, yeah, another, another movie we watched. Hold on. I mean, it was when Harry met Sally. Uh, oh, and Rob in Reiner it classic. And yeah, it, uh, that was pretty good, actually. Like there, there's a lot of like dated things of like, oh, God, what's his face? It's just uh, Billy Crystal is just such an annoying prick for so much of it. Oh, yeah. Um, but it also yeah. like it also so, so many I'm of involved. the the things that happen, you're like, oh, every movie like uh you know rom com does this, and then it's like, well, or was this the first one to do it where like you know they introduce the, the like the the best friends to each other, so they're like, oh, you can date, yeah. but then they fall in love. It, anyways. Uh, and by
1: the way, those best friends are uh, Bruno Kirby and Carrie Fisher, which is right. great. Yeah, and Carrie yeah, Fisher super is phenomenal cool. in all of this. Yeah, she was and actually I, really good in this. I might have, I might be pulling this out of my ass, but Carrie Fisher was. Are you guys are 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 you aware that she was a script doctor for a very long time in Hollywood? Mm-hmm. Like, she used to actually, like, go in and do mm. uncredited rewrites on people's yeah. scripts for a very long time. I think she oh, might have written on this a little bit, mm. which I could be wrong about. But she's great in this. Yeah. Bruno Kirby's great in this. And then, of course, watching this and then seeing City Slickers where Billy Crystal and Bruno Kirby come back to to be on screen again. I was like, this that always was a little touching moment for me where I'm like, oh, you guys like working with each other. That's cool. Um, and this, this was one of those movies that when I watched when I was younger, it stuck with me for so long that the first time I went to New York – for uh, a gig and it was the second time second time it was the first time i went i wasn't able to do this but the second time i went we, we flew in super early it was like a red eye and the only thing that was open was the deli that they shot in where she does the famous <laughs> orgasm scene yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: is it the cat's and deli
1: i think it's <clears throat> yes a canter's yeah.
0: can't something like that something like that I, I, we, me and cool greg accidentally went in there and man they are really rude when you don't know the procedure to order
1: yeah, you got you to gotta fucking know. You got to know. You got to get in. It's a line thing. And you got to go. And you pay at the end. But man, oh man, when you are coming off a of red eye and you are hungry, that place is I mean, unbelievably was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was really fun. You get a
0: giant thing of pastrami. It was bread and oh just God. this much meat. It was oh, so good.
1: So I got good. a big ass bagel. so, it was so good. good. But yeah, that was uh,
0: fun. But while they were, in the movie, they watched Casablanca multiple times. So we went to go watch Casablanca on HBO Max. And while I was typing it in, it auto, for whatever reason, like Gone with the Wind just popped in as a recommendation. And yeah. I was like, let's watch that. And I was like, but it's three hours and 41 minutes. Yeah. Long and she's one. Like, I watched it on well, TV.
1: Two parts over whoa. two nights when whoa. I was a kid. Yeah. I remember they were like, we're showing Gone with the Wind, but it's so long with the, with the breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had to do it over it's like crazy. two nights. That's- and I remember being like, well, I can't. I'm not. How else am I going to see this film? Like a dumb fuck kid. I could have just rented it probably. But <laughs> well, I'm like, I'm going to do it.
0: It's certainly an endeavor. It's it's good. It reminds me so much of this old black and white movie that I watched a long time ago called The Good Earth.
1: Oh yeah, it, yeah. Based on, that's a novel. It's uh, I forget who wrote the novel, but yeah, they're both based on novels. Gone with yeah, the Wind yeah, I think yeah. was a novel as well.
0: Um, so the yeah, Earth we've been is... enjoying that, but it is it is like we're oh, still man. we're still Thank going. Uh, we had to stop watching it because we had a couple of movies that I had to watch for for this show and for um in review. Uh, but we will get back to it eventually probably tonight yeah
1: um that's it's interesting i'm glad it's, i'm glad it's resonating with you cuz sometimes those movies when you watch earlier especially early hollywood movies like that when was when was that movie made i'm i wanna say like, like
2: the 30s 30s 1934 30, maybe yeah yeah, yeah that it's sounds right it's really
1: it's so interesting to watch those and obviously yeah there's some outdated
2: 1939 Oh.
1: Out- there's some outdated concepts and some things that have that you have to just sort of <clears throat> just look beyond when, when coming to those movies. But seeing those and seeing the storytelling techniques back then, and some of them, it's so hard for me to watch because they don't age well, obviously. And with modern techniques, like, oh, this is boring. But, but you, when you go back and watch those works and they do work, it's such an interesting and fascinating experience. It's um,
0: kind of a bummer that they don't make epic movies like that anymore, where it's like yeah. this, you know, giant. The the whole, when you when you bought the cassette, the VHS, it would come in two cassettes. Yeah. I just feel like we don't get that anymore, you know? Well, last time we do. got
2: that, I feel like it was like Titanic. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the end. No, I think
2: they did sell Pearl Harbor like that too, but.
1: Oh, Christ, who the hell needs three hours of that movie? <laughs> but... Pearl
2: Harbor is one of those ones that like I know is bad, but there's something about the time that I watched it in my childhood that makes me love it.
1: So the other day. I, I, I think I'll, it's I'm just gonna, Josh it, Hartnett, let's be real. I and Josh Harden, got bless him. I just put Forty Days and Forty Nights on my Netflix queue and he was like, <laughs> Take that off. We don't need to watch that movie. I was like, But I like Josh Harden and, and, and Shannon Sossaman. And she's like, Take it off. Take it off. Um I have never seen Pearl Harbor until like a month ago. It was on HBO and I turned it on and I watched ten minutes of it and I'm like, Nope. I never need to watch this movie. I don't need to watch this at all. It's weird. So you still but haven't like, seen Pearl Harbor? <laughs> Oh, it's, Be- it's baby Ben. I've seen like maybe 30 minutes of the movie throughout the years. It just pops on. I watch it. I'm like, I don't need to watch this movie ever again. I don't need it. Um, another movie that I watched.
2: Well, can I sell you on it? Can I sell you on it if I tell you day? that baby Michael Shannon is in it?
1: Baby Michael Shannon is in Groundhog Day. Are you? Have you guys seen they Groundhog Day? Right. Obviously,
0: they, but like that can't Not in right. a those, long. Those time. are super
1: far was apart. So
2: long ago. Right? Michael
1: Shannon. We're talking Michael Shannon front, who was Zod in Superman, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it, he plays one of the teenagers who gets married in <laughs> in Groundhog Day? It's the one where he's like, "Oh my god, you got us monster truck tickets!" I was like, "What the fuck? Are you kidding me?" That's Look like his
2: second thing. His second. Yeah, it IMDb was. I mean, he must have
1: been like nineteen or twenty when he did it. it pretty crazy. Okay, so Dee and, so and I went on uh, uh, on a terror of oh Groundhog Day like movies and by terror I mean we watched Palm Springs and they were like we should watch Groundhog Day. <laughs> Man it's fucking great. If you've never seen Groundhog Day please watch Groundhog Day.
0: I don't know it that if I, I've ever finished Groundhog Day. I've it's so good. Like, I know for a fact that I've seen a lot of it but I don't know how it Like I can't remember for the life of me right now how it ends. The last thing I remember is like when he goes on the, like, he kills himself a whole bunch of times. Maybe the train kills yes. him?
1: So it goes through, Um, it's actually kind of a very fascinating way they decided to um, structure it. So I was reading a bunch of the trivia about it, um, and Harold Ramis, when he was making it and when they were writing it, he was like, our kind of, I guess the approach to it was the five stages of grief. Mm-hmm. And so you see that where it's like denial, anger, uh, negotiation, I forgot what the fourth one is and then acceptance is the final one. And it actually plays out with that. So there's one point where he's just like um, when he's trying to kill himself is obviously the midpoint. It's beautifully structured where he's like he's trying to kill himself over and over again. And then of course he tries to negotiate his way out of it by saving the homeless person who keeps dying over and over again. And then eventually when he accepts it, he becomes a better person and lives that, that one perfect day, which is great. I don't want to spoil the ending for anyone like I just did, but um, it's, <laughs> it's very, very, really well-made movie and it's one of those randomly shockingly good seems like just a normal humdrum bill murray movie um uh, but when you go back and watch it, like Man, there's so much heart in this it's so beautifully directed andy mcdowell's great in it chris uh what's his name shit the guy from cabin boy chris elliott's fucking great in it too the whole cast is great Ooh. and that's where ned ryerson comes from too ned ned ryerson <laughs> i recommend it anyway uh well, ned joe
0: ryerson, that, that, sorry
1: but we brought that up on uh, we brought that up on Memento the other day because the actor I forget the character actor's name plays Ned Ryerson and that he was in Memento but as well. He, he was, was also
0: was like- in Witches of Eastwick. He was the husband of the dude that or of the girl that like is just being
2: terrorized by these evil no people.
1: no so they look very similar yeah, that's robert father. jenkins huh. who is the he's the dad and stepdads. they are both bald and they're both characters. and
2: he's in cabin in the woods uh, he plays one of the little yep, back
1: yep. and like i and, would have and, said that was still ned
0: you know, got it okay all right yeah one's a little bit thinner right one's a little bit thinner. yeah
1: robert jenkins is a skosh thinner um i think it's richard jenkins excuse me not robert jenkins i think it's richard jenkins um he's also in a movie i just watched like a month ago fun with dick and jane which is another uh-huh. surprisingly good deep comedy, um, that you would not think is it just kinda came. It's Will out Arnett,
0: that right? Not the one with uh, Adam Sandler playing his brother and sister.
1: No. Fun with Dick and Jane is with um Taylor and Jim Carrey. Yeah. yeah. It's where they basically, he works for a Dino clo or, or dino, a, a giant corporation and they make him the scapegoat and then they, they go bankrupt and he can't afford anything anymore. So he starts robbing, they start basically Bonnie and Clyde robbing places mm. and it's hilarious. Okay. And it's really, really sad. And it's kind of like a, a low key commentary on like corporate America and how it fucks over everyone. I digress. Joe, what you been on?
2: Um, I haven't really watched a ton this week other than what we are supposed to watch for the show. Okay. But I did turn on. Double jeopardy with Ashley Judd.
1: Fuck yes, you did. <laughs> it's now, so, so good. I want you to know something, Joe. Uh-huh. Here's a fun inside joke, and Danielle's okay. gonna kill me for saying this. Uh-huh. One of Danielle's favorite movies is a movie called The Bone Collector, and The Bone okay. Collector does not star Ashley Judd. It stars Angelina Jolie and Denzel Washington. It's it's one of those cookie cutter, dumbass thriller movies that you just. It's Sunday, three o'clock. You throw it on. It's fun, but to yeah. make fun of her. I always bring up. I'll be like, "Oh, look! It's anytime an Ashley Judd suspense thriller comes on, I'll bring it up. And be like, look, it's your favorite movie, Kiss the Girls, or mm-hmm. Double Jeopardy, or any of these things." And she hates it so much. But Kevin, as you know, being married, sometimes you just need a win. You know, sometimes you just gotta <laughs> prove to sure. them that, that you know maybe they made a mistake and then they should move on. Double Jeopardy is great. That's the one where she gets she gets tried for her husband's murder, and then it turns out yeah you,
2: you on a his boat. Bur- well, she- you can yeah she's in prison and so, then she's yeah. like it's real good
1: so, so then she becomes an actual
0: murderer right <laughs> or yep. tries to I can't remember how it ends but I, just yeah, remember. I, I don't remember how it ends either. I think
2: it's worth it's really I mean there's something about those like that late 90s like thriller movies that I really like between like this and um talented Mr. Ripley and like all of those vibe movies like I feel like that's a mood of movie that I'm in fairly often
1: mm-hmm.
2: Uh um, so, this is the one that I picked this time.
1: There you go. Um, by the way, the, uh, in the chat, people are correcting us left and right. A couple of correction, corrections. One is that the actor we're looking for, his name is Stephen Tolblowski. That's the guy's name that played Ned Ryerson. Um, I'm assuming we got the guy, the, the other guy wrong, too. Uh, oh, me see sounds like an
0: opinion, you know what I mean?
1: Mm, no, I got it right. Richard Jenkins. That's good. Okay, I nailed that one. Hey, I'm, two, I'm one for two here on this one. <laughs> um. Back to me, another movie, obviously the movie that I watched last week and, and this week again is Psych like 2, Last You Come Home. Me and Bless are going to talk about that in a little bit. But man, the other night I was watching this uh, – fuck, what did I watch? I watched a movie that was not good and then I watched – I was like, oh, I'll just keep going down this rabbit hole and I watched Observe and Report Oof. on on Netflix. Oh, Joey's she gone. She's yep. She's had enough.
0: Yep, that was it. Uh, she has uh, You watched enough. a movie that, that was not good.
1: No, I watched the movie. Oh, I watched Dinner for Schmucks. Oh, right. And right, it was right, such right. a yeah. fucked up weird movie that I was like, I oh. know. I was in a very weird mood after that. There was now, granted. Oh, Dinner for so Schmucks. Very cringy. But like uh, not worth
0: watching cringy, right? No, no it's like really not. uncomfortable. Yeah.
1: Yeah, cuz it's it's one of those where you know, Steve Carell and and Paul Rudd, God bless him. I mean, it's got a great cast. It's just a lot of it's just a lot. And it's one of those movies that you basically are you have a main character that is that you just make fun of the entire time and it gets really malicious and you just start thinking to yourself man am i to blame for this because i am supporting this movie by watching it <laughs> and then you go no no i think the filmmakers i think the filmmakers are to blame for no, this I one i feel
0: like in small part you are
1: there's moments of brilliance in this movie. I'm not going to say that there aren't moments where Steve Carell. I mean, Steve Carell and Paul Rudd. Yeah, they're so great actors. If they miss nine yeah. out of ten times, that tenth time they're going to fucking hit it. And there's great moments with Zach Galifianakis where he plays this another crazy character in this. Uh, but the basic concept of the movie is really fucked up, which is that you know, in order to get a uh, a promotion at his work, he Paul Rudd has to bring a idiot to a, a dinner party unbeknownst to the idiot and they can all just all the corporate shill assholes are going to make fun of these people and i just never liked movies like movies so like
2: that fucked up
1: yeah <laughs> like just it's, the
2: premise of it
1: it's hard because the entire time like uh, a care i like if it's going to be a lighthearted comedy i don't mind the protagonist being flawed and i don't mind there being some character growth but to even consider this and to even consider doing this – and they do a decent job of, like, showing that Paul Rudd really doesn't want to do this, but he feels compelled that he has to because he feels like he has to, you know, uh, provide for this this woman that he wants to marry. Who He just has a lot of insecurities. I get that. But, man, there's just – I'd be like, you can't do this. It's just – it's almost irredeemable. Almost. But uh, the cast of characters they bring in as the idiots are all genius comic actors. And so that that part is – Decent. It's got decent moments in it, but I don't recommend watching it. Anyway, then I watched Observe and Report afterward because I was like, I'm in a crazy weird mood. Fuck me. Don't watch that movie at midnight. Have shit. you seen it
0: before? Was that your first time I had watching
1: seen it? it? I had seen it once before. I watched it when I was oh, at my wow. family's house. And it, was, it was one of those movies where I was like, oh, this is going to be like a Paul Blart mall cop style movie. Mm. And I didn't realize the mm-hmm. director of it was the director that did Eastbound and Down and like Foot Fist Way. And so I, the first time I watched it, I, d- I wasn't paying a lot of attention to it. It was like a family thing. So I was just kind of put it on and wasn't really paying attention. This time I was glued to my TV and I was like, holy shit, this movie is way too dark, way too dark. I just, it to me, it misses the mark completely from where they needed to be. It's just way like 150% dark. where it needed to be, like 90% in, in times. So um it's interesting. It's an interesting, very, 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 very dark comedy that. I can't say that I recommend. Have you guys seen it?
0: Yeah. It's no. terrible. It's a terrible movie, Joey. Don't watch it.
1: Yeah, it's dark. It's like... Um, it's one of those where it's like you want... You're waiting for the levity, and when it comes, it's somehow more tragic. Like, there, there's... I don't know. there's not worth talking about, but uh, it's an interesting movie. It's interesting, but uh, I think it's interesting in just how... and in, in, in how all the elements came together and, and missed the mark, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the Foot Fist way, which is uh the first movie if you haven't seen it's uh, it's with danny mcbride it was one of his first movies and i believe i forget the uh jody hill or jonah hill no jody hill i think is the name of the director who made all these and i'm a fan of East span down but there's something about writing those characters where it's like they're horribly broken and you can't tell if you're making fun of them or like feeling sorry for them the entire time that is such a hard balance to strike that i think he has d- managed to do in a lot of the movies like uh, uh he did he also did that hbo or the showtime show principles or vice principles with danny mcbride oh, and yeah. uh was that dude from like So i never watched oh, it okay. but but that, that vibe of eastbound and down where it's like holy shit this character is just deplorable but for some reason i'm kind of rooting for him because i know how fucked up he is and i want him to get better but in observe and report it just it just fucking goes off the rails fast and you're like holy shit, i can't believe they made this movie Anyway,
0: wait real quick to, right, to backtrack just a tiny bit and then jump off <laughs> on something yeah. else. The uh, the dinner for scoundrels, remi- schmucks. schmucks, reminded me of a movie called Would You Rather.
2: Have it, either of you guys seen that? Would you no. rather? Would you does rather? it have Britney Snow in it?
0: It does, and it has Sasha Grey in it's it pretty as well. Fucked up. Yeah, it's really fucked up. Did you like it? Because I can't remember if I enjoyed it <clears> or hated it. I remember the ending pisses <clears> um... me off.
2: I don't. So this doesn't. Would you rather? Didn't make me feel as uncomfortable as Dinner for Schmucks did. Mm-hmm. Dinner for Schmucks is like sitting through the Scotts Tots episode yeah, of Yeah, it's, it's the just Office like, for like two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm pretty um, sure I've I've seen Dinner for for whatever Schmucks. Dinner yeah. for Schmucks.
2: Um, Schmucks. I kind of I think I remember kind of liking. Would you rather just like the I, idea of it? I just
0: remember, like, man, Sa- oh, Sasha no, Great, not a great actor. It is. Um, and uh, no. also that, like, the first moment where they're, like, everything becomes real and, like, the people yeah. realize they're not, like, they're not messing around was really good. Well done. Anyway, sorry for that deviation.
1: Uh, yeah. I and mean, Brittany Snow will forever be awesome to me because of Pitch Perfect. Endgame. She just got married. Um, did she? Mm-hmm. Who? Uh, Somebody I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Um. Cool. Any other things that you guys have been watching before we move to the required watching for this week on the list?
0: I think that's it for me.
1: Cool. Oh, Last week, ladies and gentlemen, due to some of your suggestions and some of our suggestions and just shit that I watched that – I wanted you guys to watch this to see your opinion on, we decided on three movies. Uh, we nixed The Running Man last minute in, in lieu of Whiplash, which is available on Voodoo. Uh, the Witches of Eastwick was number two on HBO Max, and uh, I want to kick it off with a movie we were supposed to watch the week prior, but we didn't get around to, which is Just Mercy, which we finally watched, and I realized one of the reasons why subconsciously I have been like avoiding this movie was because I knew it was going to be intense, and mm. man, it was in the best possible way. I think this movie was great. I think it was phenomenal. The movie so it was, good. The acting is so good it's and really it's just did. so painful like the, the whole time. That, dude, the fact that it's based on a, a true story obviously mm-hmm. makes it that yeah. more impactful, but they just did a great job with this and it's it's it just really an did. incredibly, incredibly compelling and, and, and heartbreaking story. Um, and the fact that this uh, this human being exists in real life and is actually out there doing this work actually gives me hope. For humanity, <laughs> you know, like I can't <laughs> wait from this being like, oh, there are good people in the world who are willing to sacrifice to do good by others and and right injustices, and that is so incredibly important and special. And uh, I, I just was blown away by this. I thought everyone did a great job.
2: Man, everything, everything that I see O'Shea Jackson Jr. in, I feel like I get even more impressed by his acting range and this, I... like. Every time I see him in anything I'm just like, man, I want you to be in everything.
0: I'm really happy I they want- showed the, us uh, the moment of like uh, him like getting out of jail, right at the end. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, and it's totally. just like, oh, thank God.
1: That was that was I mean, that's always so wonderfully impactful, right? When they when they cut cuz cuz you were wondering like is he going to what happened to him? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then at the end you actually see after what was like 30 years or something like that. Something Yeah. He was they, he walks out and it's just such a beautiful moment. Um and they also have the the, the moment as well. Uh, a few other of those moments that are real life, they show at the end too, which is really, really great. I thought everyone did a great job. I mean, I'm just, I'm always blown away by Jamie Foxx in particular and how he just disappeared from his characters. Michael B. Jordan, of course, is phenomenal, but he's, you just expect that. I mean, obviously you expect it out of Jamie Foxx too, but Jamie Foxx is such a, is such a fascinating human being for me because he started as a stand up and he started on shows like In Living Color and he started as more of a comedic actor and then it has just, just blows me away every time I see him in a dramatic role like this. Because he's so freaking good. Specifically, the scenes that really strike me are the ones with the three death row inmates. Mm. And that moment in the middle of it where you actually have to sit through the execution is, I mean, we're in spoiler territory. Sorry, everyone. Uh, But it's fucking really powerful and really, really sticks with you. And yeah, uh, it's, it's one of those things where I've never been a big advocate of the death penalty at all. And now this is just strengthened that resolve. Where I was like, this is just clearly unbelievably inhumane and should no one should ever have to go through this. Like it's another one of my, just, just if I could wave a magic wand, I would absolutely take that off the table no matter what.
0: Uh, I think, isn't it for now, at least off the table. Cause it's being uh, looked at. Well, I mean, I, don't I think know, it's, this yeah, I think it's actually the
1: Supreme court. Yeah. From when I,
0: yeah, yeah I but, like while it's being decided on it's they're 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 not happening yeah that's great and that's been going on i think for
2: somebody just was executed in like texas or something but maybe
1: well i know it's it's state by state obviously i don't think we have the death penalty in california uh right (laughs) uh
0: i mean i i think we do but it's one of those things that it's currently we have the lethal injection or we had the lethal injection but it's now paused because they're trying to figure out if it's humane or not Uh... spoilers
1: Yeah, it's fucking. Further that.
2: executions are halted as of oh, fuck, March do have 2019. It.
1: I that. Jesus Christ! States with the death penalty there are 28, including Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, uh, and a few more. Well, yeah, they got to take that off the table. It's ridiculous, in my opinion. But I don't well, want to talk. Especially about when like that.
0: this movie ends, it's like, oh hey, like it's been proven, or at least it, it, like what was the, the stat was one like out of one nine, out of nine, yeah, <laughs> yeah, go like it may not be guilty or something. Like yeah, there's get more vindicated evidence. It. Yeah. And it's like, Oh yeah.
1: The thing that, that's really, really fascinating to me is the one where he, he sits down for the first time with the inmates and he just, he just goes through that quick succession of five people of just all different you know, all different ethnicities, and, and one, every single one of them was like, yeah, here's how it went down for me. Uh, I got a shitty public defender who didn't care and just told me to take whatever plea because I probably wouldn't get the death penalty, and then they gave the death penalty, and then that guy's nowhere to be found. <laughs> and it's like, fuck me. That's a horrible situation to be in. I didn't even realize, but also the fact that they can put people on death row before they're even convicted just to intimidate them and being like, this is where you're going to be, is yeah. fucking atrocious. That's yeah. just terrible.
0: What was the name of the um, the the guy that was the- Buster Scruggs? Is that who it is?
1: The guy that played Buster Scruggs in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Are you talking about the guy with the burn face. Yes, yes. Yeah, I forget that actually. I always want to say Ben Mendelsohn, but it's not Ben Mendelsohn. No, his name. On, <laughs>
0: I'm trying it. to look it up, but uh, he was so good, and the whole like them using the uh, the fact that his like burn. Like his fear yeah, of being burned, dead. and like the putting him in death row, and being like I could smell the burned Uh, it was yeah. that was also really powerful. And the way that he was manipulated to to basically, you know, put an innocent man in jail.
1: God, yeah, straight up. Uh, his name is Tim Blake, Blake Nelson. Milton yeah, Milton. that's the, name of the
0: actor. He was very good. A lot of really good acting in this movie. Highly recommend. Super it.
2: heavy, but very good.
0: Uh, So I guess that uh, that that answers that, right? Good, good.
2: Good, good.
1: Oh, yeah, 100% good, good.
0: All righty. Going to just enter that in the doc. What's the next we're talking are we, are we ready to talk about Witches of Eastwick? Um, <laughs> let's
1: talk about Whiplash first, and then we'll talk about Witches of Eastwick. Uh, Joey, did you watch, you
2: watch this, movie? this movie? Which one? Uh, I watched all of Whiplash.
0: them.
1: Whiplash. What did you yeah. guys think of Whiplash?
2: I loved Whiplash. It was, but it, it was also hard to watch in a different way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, J.K. Simmons, man. Very intense. Very. I, I went scary. from
1: not what? Not my tempo. Oh not yeah, oh, that yeah. scene is so tempo. hard. Not my
3: tempo.
0: Um, I went from loving the movie to f- hating it, back to loving it again. Interesting. The, yeah. the the emotional roller coaster this goddamn movie took me on. I was not prepared yeah. for. I did not know it was going to be this serious. And within like the first mm-hmm. ten minutes, it's like, hey, he's slapping people that, like, aren't on tempo.
1: Like, you, you, get, you better throwing get on chairs. tempo. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Why did I throw that yeah. chair at you? It's like, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because, like, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying this, like, I, like, it was as intense, but I had a very cantankerous relationship with my band director all throughout high school because I was an asshole and so was he. And so we clashed a lot. Um, and I remember distinctively, like, I had weird feelings of being back in those situations where I feel like, you know, someone was being unfairly like pretty much inappropriately criticizing me and i was like i don't know if this is me growing up and being and this is how adults talk to each other or if i just need to walk out but there were more there were like times where i walked out of class where i was like you're just being an asshole and that reminded me of this to like on steroids Yeah. where yeah. To, it was to the point where i physically felt like if if i if someone treated me like that i'd be like this is it i'm going to jail like this person's gonna get put at the fucking wall mm-hmm. like it just wouldn't happen um there and were- of course thankfully channel uh, channels is that into his music which is a much more positive way to do it but <laughs> it's a it's a hard story to watch for sure
0: when he uh, when um it tells what's his name miles teller is that the actor's name mm-hmm. when yes, he's correct. in the car crash and then crawls out and then it's like Fuck it, i'm going still and it's just like oh my god you don't have time for this and he starts yeah. playing and you're like i guess he's gonna pull it off and then he fucks up yeah, and it's just like, yeah. oh my god, that's it. Everything is gone. And then, sure enough, the next scene, he's like getting kicked out of the school. Oh well, I guess he gets in a fight with the thick guy, <laughs> which yeah. is great. Um, but yeah, then like it, like it goes so down. Like it goes from such a like cool place of like, oh, this guy look is like pushing himself to the limit to like, oh, he's done. He's done. There's no coming back from this. And then they have that weird moment in the bar where he's like, oh. You know, my drummer won't cut it. Like, can you can you come do this? And it's like, yeah. well, that's a weird twist for it to take, and to have the reveal of him being like, I know it was fucking you, and it's a right. different song that he has no idea, and it just fucks him. And then it like, there's another moment of like twist where he walks out and he's about to leave, and his dad's like, Wait, what are you doing? And he turns around and he fucking kills it. <laughs> oh my god, this movie.
2: And he calls the shots and like everything yeah yeah but it's, 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 it, also- well,
1: it's 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 interesting because it it, it the, the theme of the movie or at least one of the one of the the concepts that they're playing with is like when you have someone like you have to be pushed to greatness and sometimes that push needs to come from a dark place and mm-hmm. you can and you can use that to achieve greatness and they have that moment of recognition at the end where like that sort of fucked up mentorship works Where he's like, wow, because I was abusive to you and because I was so hard on you, you have now been elevated to that great status. Um, But I don't know that I agree with that at all. (laughs) I don't think that needs to necessarily be the way. Um, And it's such a weird resolution at the end where he kind of like. Doesn't necessarily forgive him, but he's like, I see where you were at. And and you see that acknowledgement in J.K. Simmons too, where he's like, ha, the process worked. And I was like, Man, this process is really fucked up. And yeah. it's not I, like to him, it's acceptable to sacrifice nine out of ten people as long as that ten person that tenth person hits that 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 top level of performance and you it can be attributed to J.K. Simmons like that character's like tutelage, but it's just fucked up, man. What, what it, I, it's, it's, yeah.
0: Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say what I thought was crazy was that I I very much felt like the message of the movie, the the theme was sometimes going all in and giving everything up isn't worth it. Like, you know, we get to the eighty five percent mark, and that's kind of where the conclusion mm-hmm. seems to be leading. And it's like all this kid wants is to be one of the best jazz drummers jazz. of all time. All this teacher wants is to create one of the best jazz drummers, and they, they they take us 95% of the movie, where it's like, oh no, now, like, they both have lost everything, and there's nothing left, and then suddenly, everything is possible, and like, they, they just do it, and this kid takes control, and becomes this, like, God-level drummer, and it's just such a cool moment, you know? Ah. Yeah.
1: I think it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a very powerful film. Obviously, it's Damien Chazelle who would then go on the next year. I think he got they got nominated and won for this uh, Academy Awards. And they got nominated again for his next film, which was La La Land. Um, and then I think got nominated again for um, First Man, which was the Ryan Gosling space movie. Uh, I don't think they won for that, though. I, sh- I should watch <laughs> that. Just... Every
2: two years. Whiplash 2014, La La Land 2016. Yeah. First Man 2018.
1: Yeah, so basically, he had back to back to back films where his first, his, his, he had three films in a row that got nominated, which is ridiculous. But, I'm really you know, he's a phenomenal filmmaker. What are you going to do? And, fix, and picks great people to work with. Has anyone, which is Ryan Gosling?
0: Has anyone seen uh Last Man or First, first Man? First, first Man? Man? Yeah, it's great. I have not. Okay.
1: It's great. Like I it won, for, it. I think it won for best editing or best cinematography. And it should have if it didn't because the movie is, um, the movie is put together in a way where it feels like you're watching um, home movie footage from that era. But yeah. and when I say that, it sounds horrible, but yeah, it's not. It's like sixteen it's actually, miller, like yeah. But it it feels like like you're stepping back into nostalgia and 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 like this sort of fever dream of a moment. And then it's it's punctuated with very harsh realities. Of sort of who that who he was and 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 how his family reacted to what he was trying to do, but it's a beautiful movie. I thought it was great. It's a, it's very much experiential though, where you're. It's not obviously much on plot because it's just kind of a retelling of the of the events through a through a sort of uh, romanticized or not romanticized but stylized eye. It's very. I, I was blown away by it. I loved it. I thought the cinematography was fucking phenomenal.
0: I might check that out. I'm gonna put that on. The All right. List. Lastly,
1: we have the Witches of Eastwick. Now, had either of you guys seen this movie prior to this to going into this? Yeah,
2: no, I have.
0: I watched I it when not. I was a little kid. Very. Young. Joey, let's
1: Joey, let's start with you. What was your read on the Witches of Eastwick?
2: I definitely thought it was going to be like campier and a little bit yeah. more fun, Dark, huh? and it ends up being like way more serious than I was expecting.
1: Yeah, and I I, mean, maybe
2: serious isn't even the word. It's just not as funny as I was expecting I thought I was expecting them to have way more fun with it but I'm like oh no they're just like all weirdly in love with Jack Nicholson
1: I wouldn't <laughs> which I thing. don't really buy yeah this is the thing so I don't think they're in love with them I think they're to me the movie yeah. is a low-key sort of uh, commentary on abusive relationships and I that's kind of why I like it because I think at the end the message while mixed and left open for interpretation uh, ends up being that because they have that moment at the beginning of it where they talk about, you know, jokingly around, right, why they need a man or their ideal man or whatever. And then, of course, because of the yeah. power they manifest that. He, I mean, I don't know if you got that or not from the first yeah. watch, but they literally talk about him and then he rolls into town and doesn't yeah. have a name until they give him a name. And so their power manifests this horrible force in their life and then of course by, by banding together and realizing they don't need it they're able to overcome it um only to be of course encountering it again at the end with their now male children but i think to me the message is that you know good mothers you know good families can raise good men if if possible but there's always that opportunity for for that bad influence to sneak back in mm-hmm. um, i just think that the movie, to me, when I watched it when I was younger, is exactly why I wanted you guys to watch it. Where on the outset, you're like, "This is going to be like hocus pocus." Yeah. It is not. It is no. much deeper and much more fucked up than 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 that at all. I mean, the scene that always that traumatized me is the one with the cherry pits. Yeah. Where it's
0: fucked up.
1: Really fucked up. And to her credit, oh god damn it, I had her name in my in my. Um, uh, I'm gonna forget the actress's name, but the actress that plays her, she was also an alien
0: oh great. yeah I think, she's, she she's, really good. I think
1: she steals the show in this because she's she is just yeah. coming unhinged is just fucking crazily it's beautifully done and of course richard jenkins subsequently like his response to her how it's crazy just, it's just how everyone responds to this bad thing that's in this town and they can't put their finger on why to me veronica that Cartwright. thank you veronica Cartwright. to me that's why the movie is so powerful and i think i read one review of it that stated you know obviously like this movie could be viewed as from a lot of different ways. And I think it's open to interpretation as well. But I think it could be viewed as, as a fairly s- strong feminist film in that they were saying like, oh, well, you know, these women don't realize that this is happening and they let this guy into their life. And I'm like, but the, the reviewer was basically like, isn't that how it happens? Like sometimes you don't realize it until it's too late. And it's very, very difficult to get out of those things. And I think to me, that was why the movie worked. And I also think that it's just some of the some of the performances that Cher specifically turns in are I think are crazy. That monologue she has, where which by the way is a classic monologue, where he's trying to get her to have sex with him and just using the worst, you know. The yeah. worst charm possible, which, by the way, it's like I don't – I some of this stuff doesn't work for me, like Jack Nicholson being sexy and, like, saying some yeah, of the stuff. It, ha-
0: it has an age well. I didn't, like, I,
1: it has an age well. does not age well. Um, but me. I think her monologue in that moment is is just so classic, Cher, sure, where she's like, no, you're fucking gross. You're dumb. You're the least attractive person I've ever seen. And you smell, <laughs> you know, and it just paints this horrible picture of him then of course he's able to get, he's able to creep back in by playing on her insecurities. Um, And I I just think it's, I think the movie is a lot deeper than I gave it credit for when I, or could understand when I was a child. And obviously there is a lot of stuff that does not age well in it. Um, And that's unfortunate, but I think overall, I think it's shot beautifully. I think the music's gorgeous. Um, And I think the the actresses, the lead actresses in it do a great job of having that character transformation and and then having the realization that, they need to break from this power this this thing that's that's basically a cancer in their lives sorry what what else do you guys think about the movie uh
0: i didn't really like it i uh, i remember watching it and like being really confused when i was a little kid and then watching it now like i understand what you're saying uh, about a lot of those um abusive relationship uh like the, the it could be um sorry portraying that but i feel like i, I kind of feel like i disagree and it's because, like, at the end, they don't stop dating him because they're like, oh, this is bad for us. They stop dating him because they're like, oh, like, the city is talking shit about us, right?
1: No, they stop dating him because he's um, basically fu- pushed them into a place where they're doing very dark things. And they realize that they have to break up. They have to break it up with them. But,
0: I mean, is that, that the my... case? Or yeah. wasn't that, like, yeah, it's just... because oh, because the, the they the killed that woman. Is, or, or, like, dies. Yeah, she yeah, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. helped
1: they helped basically they're culpable in that that because of their relationship because they let it go that far it has manifested itself in a, an actual physical attack on someone who has died and they realize mm-hmm. they don't they can't do that they don't have control of this thing anymore so and, and the person that's that basically that that this this person is causing all that or is at least pushing them together to do this stuff
0: yeah but I also um, was like confused on like why was this woman so sensitive to the fact that he was evil? Right. Because like,
1: it's super Godfaring I, I mean, yeah, again, a lot yeah, of the stuff I'm yeah. not, not going to argue. This mm-hmm. is just my interpretation right, watching right, it right. Like, it, of my life.
0: I just found it still really confusing and kind of like I know that like the like the style of that movie and like the, the archetype that um, Jack Nicholson plays isn't like mm-hmm. it's not really a thing anymore. I can like watching with Paul, she was like, Well, why do people think he's good looking? I was like, I don't know, they just always have <laughs> you know, well, right?
1: Well I think I think yeah, and that's the thing is like maybe I'm maybe I'm explaining some of this away. Back in the day I do remember thinking like, Oh, he's he, this is what a, a sexy guy is supposed right. to be. Yeah, exactly. Now I look at it now I look at it more of like he's the trope of
0: a paper. sexy guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, he is all of these he's all these yeah. things that on paper should add up to being a, a sexy guy but in reality is just not doesn't work is corrupt is fucked up is, is just basically like a little boy running around yeah. um, wanting wanting a mother basically out of out of a, out of a significant other um, and so to that degree I think Nicholson plays it perfectly I just don't know if I'm bringing in my 40 year old 2020 sensibility to it or if that's what the original filmmakers had intended and I think they didn't intend that I think they intended for Jack Nicholson <laughs> to be sexy and I, it just I think so work. too
0: and, it, and like that's the thing so much of it feels like uh oh, you guys like this just didn't age well and I think that we're trying to fit You might you know, be trying to explain it yeah, yeah explain, explain it away way. yeah and so I guess that's that's my problems and it's just uh I thought I would get more out of it cuz I like when I the first time I watched it way too young and yeah. uh now maybe it wasn't me maybe I wasn't too young
1: <laughs> No maybe me yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean I'm But I, I also
2: I, I also think that Jack Nicholson not being this, like, particularly hot, attractive guy kind of plays into it, too, in the sense of, like, a lot of, like, really manipulative people can, like, coerce these relationships that, like, don't really yeah. make sense. But they're feeding on, like, in, like very specific insecurities of people yeah. that, right. yeah, make yeah. that make it work even though it doesn't look or feel right.
1: I mean, there's literally the scenes where he's, I forget the term for it, but um, whatchamacallit, what you where you're kind of teeing them up where he's kind of setting them up. Oh, and, negging them? No, not no. negging. There's um, definitely
0: scenes where he's negging
1: them. Gr- I think, well, yeah, there is negging for sure. Um, I think grooming was the word I was looking for, where you oh. see him sort of figuring out what they are and kind of get – he just has this inherent knowledge because, I mean, literally he's the devil. Yeah. So he kind of – he has – or he's a demon of some sort of negative force. So he has this knowledge of, of how to, you know, ingratiate himself to these these women and realizes that they have a power in them that he can corrupt, which is, uh, which is interesting. Um, and then, of course, I, just, I love those moments where they're like, I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name until the three mm. women give him the name. And then he has a name. And it's like,
2: yeah,
1: I just thought there's a, the a lot of necklace
2: breaks. and
1: Yeah. And then, then she falls down. And starts That's her ruination where once they give him a name and they realize that the evil force is there, The the one virtuous or overly virtuous person, I should say, because that's another commentary in the film as well, which is that these people have this sort of like unrealistic standard at which to hold people. The townspeople do, and then once someone breaks with that, they immediately criticize them. And and you know, there's there's that side of it too, which I always found was was fucked up and fascinating. Which is that, like, the second Sharon Stone or not Sharon Stone's Susan Sarandon shows her sexuality, then all of the other people in the town start like basically tearing her apart, being like, "How dare you like be this morally corrupt bankrupt person just because you're in in touch with as part of it yourself but, that you didn't used to be."
0: But wasn't that also like playing into the fact that the magazine had like. Put it or not the magazine, but the local newspaper had put it like, essentially a a campaign against him and these three women, right? Yeah, it was
1: it was done, but it was done by the woman by Veronica Cartwright's character. She forced her husband to do that because she was the head of all of the women in the church that were basically like the the pure ones or like the moral standpoint or the moral authority, and she Mm -hmm. was just like it's a push, it's a commentary on that too of being like what the fuck like just because people are changing and be- because they're they're not adhering to your strict moral guideline you have to tear them down um which i thought was was as a fascinating thing i mean the movie's dark it's very dark It is indeed. and and in you know it's it's hard to uh, to argue that it works 100% i just thought it was i thought it'd be interesting for you guys to watch it because you go in thinking it's going to be like this lighthearted fair and it's then you get people choke, like yeah. speaking out and dying from eating cherry pits well, and they don't- snakes Heads and horrible they shit.
0: They don't die from the cherry pits. She gets murdered by her husband. She gets murdered yeah. by her husband, yeah. Which is kind yeah. of a really oh, yeah. sad thing. But, it's really sad. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting also to see the actor that played Lurch as, uh, what was it? Yeah. <laughs> Fidel. Yeah,
1: Fidel. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right, where do we want to rank this bad boy? Sounds like you guys just did not like it at all. No, no. Honestly, at
2: all. the more that I talk about it, the more I kind of like it.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Though I don't
2: know that I actually – I don't –
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a thought provoker,
2: which I appreciate. I would
0: squarely put this at bad, bad. I feel like uh, the message is muddy at best. And overall, it's – there's a lot of things that happen where it's just like – I wish you had gone – a little bit more explanation here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, my thing is I think I don't know if I'm defending this movie out of nostalgia or, or out of the fact that I want it to be something that it's not. Mm. So I'm, I'm I'm kind of – I'm going to leave it to you guys to score this one. I think I'm going to abstain. I don't from know that it's it.
2: bad, bad. Mm.
0: I mean – I think it might I, be I, good, bad. I could say some of the acting is very good. I mean Jack Nicholson is a phenomenal actor even though this role that he plays is grimy and very gross a lot of the time. And then mm-hmm. the, the three girls are so good. Yeah. But I don't I know. I think that's I, the I, you, From
1: a technical standpoint, I love the yeah. way the film looks. Sure. I love how it's directed. Yeah. I love the acting choices in it. I love the music choices in it. It's just I think the movie is at odds with itself. And I think it doesn't age well. Because there's a lot of scenes in this that you that were acceptable in the 80s that you would just there's just no fucking way a filmmaker now. would have a male lead talk to female leads like he does in this, even if he is the literal devil. Um, and rightfully so. So it's just it's hard for me to look back and be like, how do we score this one? Because I enjoyed watching it again from just an analytical standpoint, but I don't know that I necessarily want to recommend this for other people to watch unless they're willing to kind of pick it apart like we have.
0: Yeah, I just I how about just bad? I, yeah, I'm saying bad, bad.
1: Okay. Joe.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, strongly on... Kevin has, like, a strong opinion on it, and I don't. So I'm fine with putting it in bad, bad. Because I... I mean, now... I, I, Yeah, I guess liking talking about a movie doesn't mean that the movie's necessarily good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting... To- I think exactly that's a perfect way to put it. I, I, this is one of those where you watch, and you're like, wow, there's a lot decompressed here, but at the end of the day, do we think it's a good movie? No. Do I like watching it because it's nostalgic and fascinating kind of a time capsule for people's opinions and how things were made? Sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think that's not – it's not necessarily something I'd be like, you guys have to watch this. And I might have been overly positive about it last week, but after having a full time to think about it, and and, and it, I think it resonates lowly with me on a negative tone. So wait, there we go. Wait, real quick, um, which is really
0: interesting because right now, like, we're still maybe a little bit more half halfway than halfway done. Sorry. I- Uh, uh, with Gone with the Wind which is in a similar way like the message is cloudy but the movie itself is well made and like very clear and it's like you're following this journey that like you can see the way the character is evolving and changing and what she's doing and all of it kind of progresses in a way that that, uh, you know makes like ignoring the fact that, that like oh all these people in the way we see them now are kind of like bad people and like the majestic south is not that majestic you know
1: I mean yeah. it's interesting, yeah. it's interesting you watching this movie against the backdrop of them like tearing down confederate flags oh, yeah, 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 yeah. across america yeah. and, and 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 having for a for the first time in in probably our country's history a real conversation about what those it, what that imagery means and why it was put up in the first place. Right. Um, it's it's fascinating. It, it is, it's odd, and that's a bigger conversation for a different day, obviously. Like, how do you judge an older movie? Mm-hmm. Because there are scenes in Witches of Eastwick that I'm just like, wow, these are when I was a kid, maybe I was like, oh, this was fucking hilarious that he's talking to her like that. But now as an adult, I'd be like, if I heard someone speak to another person like that, I would I would be like, this would make that would infuriate me. But I don't know. You know, it's that it's it's that concept of the new term, outdated attitudes, where that's what they're saying. Of like, that's how they're labeling films now, being like, this is a movie. It was good for its time, but it has some shit in it that just doesn't work anymore. It's interesting.
0: Gone with the Wind started with about uh, maybe like a ten or twelve minute video. Uh, I, I'm not sure who the the person was but someone breaking it down being like hey just so you know like this movie came out in 1931 was the like kind of like a history lesson of the movie yeah. and of the era that it came out and what it meant through time and that like a lot of messages will be lost like you know are, are gonna be a little different when you watch it now and right. when we were watching we uh, Witches of Eastwick paula was like I wish that we hadn't gotten a little explanation like that. Because she was yeah. like, I don't know, is Jack Nicholson supposed to be hot? And I was like, I, I think that for the time, like, he was one of those guys that, like, people thought were really hot, right? I mean, he's been I in –
1: Was he? In, like, Chinatown,
0: like, a long
1: – Yeah, but he's he was been always, an actor was for always, a while. Yeah, but he was always – I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I was, like, my young, he's, you know – I was like 10 years old by the time the 80s came out but he was always known more for his acting chops than he was yeah. for his look. But you he know? was so also he, like
0: wasn't he always in like sexually provocative movies? There's the other movie the the doorman always rings No, what's it called? The, pos- the, the postman post- always
1: rings twice. No, I don't remember him being in that. He was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest which was a movie about <sighs> him being in an insane asylum. Right. He won an account for that. He was nominated for Chinatown. Chinatown was a noir film that had to do with a lot of taboo subjects not the least of which was incest um so but he always picked just projects that were just really really fascinating movies from like writing a thematic standpoint he was never in like blockbuster big movies until like later he started doing some fluff shit and then of course started did like as good as it gets and things like that in his as later good years as it gets, it's
0: just, phenomenal all right so yeah, so slow to <laughs> acting
1: yeah i don't remember him at, he i don't he, jack Nichols never, was never a sex symbol so are you sure yeah never, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't remember him ever being touted as that because he is the, guy in the was, postman
0: always, like, always knocks cult. or the postman always rings twice. But I don't have like, I don't know why I brought that movie up. It, yeah. No, it's a steamy affair. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's a it's.
1: Oh it. yeah, no, that's about someone like creeping in, creeping, creeping, a bit of creep. All right, uh, we're going long on this, and I do want to touch base with blessing on psych. What do we want to pick for next week? We have a couple suggestions over on Patreon. Someone suggests, uh, let's see, Jeff the Maverick says, so a suggestion for the Nicholas that I would like you guys to really think you guys would enjoy is Big Time Adolescence. It's on Hulu and has Pete Davidson. Also, if you guys need a show to watch, Outer Banks is a cool show. It just got renewed for season two, and it is about a group of outcast kids going after a ship that shipwrecked with four hundred million million worth of gold on it. It's pretty tense. I couldn't stop watching it. Super hyped for season two. Oh, interesting. Um, let's see. Vinny Vincent says, since Whiplash went on Nick's, the Nicklist this week, let's put uh, uh, on Damien Chazelle's other big one, La La Land. What say you oh, on that?
0: I don't know. I can't watch that movie. We know that's going to land in good, good. We all love that movie. I, know. I, I, know. I, I What's the... <clears throat> I want to watch first man before watching that
1: again well first man i mean you should watch first man let's let's keep going with these suggestions then we can pick a couple movies for next week uh let's see recommendation from christopher says kung fu hustle this one this one's come up before but he says a hilarious and fun kung fu movie with great fight scenes and a fun story um and I then uh kung fu hustle. that was it for the suggestions. brand just said hey what's up everyone are you guys paying attention to the comic con news uh what are your thoughts on comic con at home panels I, I don't i don't have any thoughts on them other than like doesn't feel I big. If I can't smell it, it ain't Comic Con. You know what I mean? If I can't smell the cosplay, <laughs> it ain't Comic Con. Yeah. Um, let's see. By that. Something
2: I mean, that I've seen.
1: That, just to alleviate anyone's thoughts on what thought- thought uh... that might be referring to. What do you guys think? What do you want to watch next week? We don't have to pick three, by the way. We could just do two or one. Well we
2: So have you guys heard about The Rental? The
1: Rental. Is that a horror movie? Well
2: there's two of them. So The Rental is Horror with Alison Bray Kevin and bacon Dave one? Franco. The Kevin Bacon one is the other one that I actually think is, might actually be better and worth watching.
1: Joey, if it's got bacon in it, it's better. It's Kevin What's Bacon
2: that? and it's uh, Amanda Seyfried. You should have
1: left. Is that what it was? Should, yeah. You never yeah. I'm down to watch that Wait, one.
0: I'm sorry. What, what are you guys saying? Which one here?
1: It's a it's Kevin called,
2: Bacon. Yeah. You called You Should Have Left and it's yeah, a Kevin Bacon, Amanda Seyfried like, yeah. horror-ish.
0: Yeah. I, I got that expensive. spoiled for me. Uh, don't spoil it for me. Well, I'm not spoiling it for you, but I don't know if you're gonna like it.
1: Oh, well, let's put it on as possible. We also have the Running Man from last week that we could put on, which I'd love to see what you guys' reaction Did to. Did we is. not
2: have Old Guard?
1: <laughs> yeah, but we nixed that because it looks terrible.
0: Did we mix it? Because I just have. I it think we
2: the... bumped it for sure.
1: Okay. Alright, we can do Old Guard. No,
2: I'm down to care. watch Old Guard. All
1: right, let's all watch right, Old watch Guard. Watch Old Guard. Great. Uh. <laughs> I'm also down to watch you never should have left.
0: Let's leave. Why don't we leave it at that? Let me see where... Is it you should never... No, you should have left? You should have left. Okay. So you, should you should have left. Which, yeah. by the way, four words in a title, too many. You know what yeah, I mean? I know. Let's keep it at two, maybe three.
1: I mean, if I... Kevin, if if I was small... thinking, oh, just leave. Just leave. Just leave. <laughs> <laughs> just leave. Okay. Uh... looks like
0: we're going to have to rent this one or buy it. That's okay. Okay.
1: All right. Next week's so, Nicholas are two movies we're gonna do You Should Have Left and Old Guard. And if you want to watch Extra Credit, The Running Man, it's a great movie. Uh, if you guys have suggestions for future Nicholas movies, go over to Patreon.com slash kind of funny back us at the five dollar or above tier and you guys can suggest fun movies that you love or would love for us to tear apart or analyze as we have The Witches of Eastwick. That was a fascinating one. Uh, thanks thanks for sitting through that phone, guys. I wanted to see what your thoughts were on it. Um, next up, I know the show is going a little long, but we're calling in a specialist on this one. Blessing Adioye Jr. Has unfortunately told me that he loves psych. And so now <laughs> he is my psych buddy. And we are going to, uh, we're going to say, well, you guys can hang out if you want. Uh, but Joe, you, if you want to take off or Kev, if you want to take off and don't want to be a part of this, please don't feel free to, uh, if we can call in blessing right now so we can talk about what I would say is the biggest release of the year. Psych 2. Joey, are you staying? Uh,
2: I was going to bounce. But... You should bounce. You should bounce. Okay.
1: You bounce. Okay, uh, gonna... While we do that, this is going to be. Well, I can't take a break. Let's get Blessing at first. You guys can talk a little bit because I have to Joey, go to the you
0: bachelor. need to bounce. Bounce, Joey. Bounce.
1: There it goes. Oh, oh shit. I was going to say, Joey, stick gone. around, but that's okay. Yeah, you? Uh, this is, this did is you actually. Have you, so you've watched the first three seasons of Psych, Kevin? Yeah. Do you like it?
0: Yeah. No, I enjoyed it. I think it's funny. I think it's well done. There he is. There he is. I I can actually dip out too. I mean, I'll stay, but I am gonna change. The is way. Like, it's,
1: well, you guys talk catch up on whatever happened because I have to go. I have to run to the restroom real quick. Awesome. Sorry, I let me tell
3: you. Let me tell you. I was listening to the show and I got yeah. so into it that I forgot that I was all in the show. I was legit like when you guys mentioned <laughs> that I was coming up. I was like, I am. Oh shoot, yeah. There's a reason I'm listening to this.
1: Hold hold tight, I'll be right back, guys. Let's or talk see. amongst yourself. Blessing. What Wait. movies have you been watching? Tell Kevin.
3: Um so funny it's funny enough you guys bring up Old Guard, because I recently watched the old guard mm-hmm. and there's uh, no the, right? It's just old guard. I think it's the old guard. I don't think so. Well oh, is it not? My camera's one went- I not oh, no. I'm looking it up. Old guard. No, it's the old guard. It's the is old, it? the oh, old my, guard? My yeah. my
0: apologies. My I didn't mean to call you no, in front of all the kids.
3: Yeah, I mean, when it's a the, you never know if the does the there yeah. or not. Yeah. You know, sometimes they just call it Legend of Zelda. Um, is it and the? It's the? Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting you guys had uh, the back and forth of, like, uh, this kind of track, or this looks like it's going to be bad. The the reason why I watched it was because one of my friends was like, this is legit my movie of the year. Like, this is, is the it best Greg movie Miller? I've seen this was year. Was Greg no, it wasn't Greg Miller. It's my friend Rihanna from What's Good Games. Oh sure, yeah, um, yeah. She was encouraging encouraging me in our group chat to go check out the Old Guard, and I watched it. And let me tell you, I thought it was terrible. Yeah. I did not like it. All right, it.
0: Cool. I, I'm excited like, to talk to someone about it because like I also was like, this is very at the at the most okay.
3: Yes, like it, <laughs> it was one of those ones too where I went into it. Kevin, you said you watched it. Yeah, so. I went into it and I hadn't. I had no idea what it was. Sure, I didn't know like sure. what the plot was or any of the things. And so, starting it, I was like, "Oh, this is Sicario. This is like Sicario, where it's going to be like this, like drug cartel, uh, you know, team of law enforcers doing whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. getting into action." And then very quickly, I was like, "Oh, it is not that. It is something completely different and something that seems to be pretty cool." And they, they like it introduces so many questions of like oh what's going on who are these people what are their paths like paths what's their backstory or whatever and i feel like i got maybe half of the answers and just so so much stuff just wasn't answered yeah and i was like why are you not answering all these other questions i have about who these people are and what they can like what they can do and like all this stuff and so that that's what that's what what was disappointing about it though i did like um like some of the action like yeah it had some things going for it see i didn't like the
0: action i thought a lot of the action was like oh look at the shaky cam so you can't really see like we don't have to choreograph Mm -hmm. it that well like there were some cool aspects to it like the 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 fight scene in the cathedral i thought was really cool because like that's obviously um what's her face just being awesome taking everyone down but we'll talk about it more or less uh next week let me switch you over to nick
1: Ladies and gentlemen, wow, that right worked really well. Was, that was that really was cool. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> uh, blessed. So obviously, we're going to talk about what I would think is probably the most important release of this entire year. 100%. I know there's been a lot of really big games, really big movies that have stalled out. This and that, but for some reason, the clouds have parted, and God Himself has given us a little gift that is yep. Psych Two: Lassie Come Home. So, uh, w- what are your thoughts? What do you think of this? Of this uh, I'll say, movie. We'll just say a movie.
3: Oh yeah, it's, I mean it's an hour and a half long thing. They yeah. they introduces movie pretty much even though it is just a longer psych episode um i happen to have been watching psych this uh, last week uh just just because you know i wanted to go through the yang trilogy and i watched the first two uh yang episodes still need to uh, finish finish it off um i love psych in general i think the show is fantastic i love it for how goofy it is i love it for how how much they just they they throw all seriousness out the window and it is just joke after joke after joke after joke and psych 2 the movie i think delivers on exactly what psych is and what what makes psych so lovable like there's so much humor there are so many jokes that just come out of nowhere there mm-hmm. there, there there is a main plot obviously but it feels like they don't take it seriously at all and that is all I went from psych
1: yep yeah, to me, um, obviously, if you're if you're a fan of of Psych at all, it's not going to come as any surprise that the movies basically just feel like three part episodes, kind of smacked it together. And what what's always hilarious to me is that they always get to the end, the resolution, where they're supposed to be the standoff, right? Every episode, oh, every yeah. movie, it always ends with the standoff, where it's Juliet. Uh, and Lassiter usually pointing guns at whatever bad guy is. Sean and uh, and Gus are in the middle of it. Yeah, but it always feels like oh, we have to do this. It always feels like we have to do this because the fun of of the show and for these movies is always getting to that point. And so the resolution is always like ah whatever. But like the actual fun of you know in this one the thing that got me I watched it twice now the thing that gets me every single time is when they go back to the psych office and it's a cat cafe. <laughs>
3: what a great joke too like especially when they first go to it and like again to the point of the show making jokes over and over and over again right or like just rapid fire jokes yeah uh they get to a point where they're in the cat cafe and they're talking to like the the lady there and like the whole bit was she looks very young and like she's yeah. like how, how old do you think i am and uh i think sean is like sean. not or sean is like 40 and gus is like nine nine sean is like <laughs> sean is like oh yeah i was thinking like the girl from um the, the orphan the movie or whatever right um, and like you know, yeah, you had that bit. You have um, um, the other joke from that, which I liked, was uh, toward the end of that conversation. She was like, "Oh yeah, we're we're opening in like nine minutes." And he, and
1: I think Gus was like, "Oh wait, so this isn't a cafe for cats <laughs> or yeah, whatever." He's, he's like, like, "He's like, you seem like you're doing really good business here." She goes, "We don't open for nine minutes. He's like, it's not a cafe for cats."
3: Yeah, which, <laughs> it's which, like,
1: it's so good. Such man. a dumb, obvious joke. But that is – in doing that, it's almost like it, – what I love about Psyche, and obviously, it's it's kind of one of those like guilty pleasure shows, right? Or I, maybe that's, not, that's a bad way of putting it. It's a show that you watch when you want to just relax and have fun and forget about the world. And I have watched through all eight seasons of the show in some way, shape, or form probably three times now. I don't remember a lot of it. So if you're going to quiz me on individual episodes, forget about it, man, because that's not what this show is about. The show is about watching these two really fun characters who you really feel like are lifelong friends – Bust each other's balls, solve crimes, and pretend for some dumb reason that one of them is psychic. Even though in this movie, did you recognize that it's only at only one point do they make a reference yes. to Sean being psychic?
3: Exactly. <laughs> so and honestly, like at this point, I'm like, all okay. right, I, f- I forget what the plot is in the show. Do they know that he's not psychic? Like, do Le- do Lester and Jules know, or do they are they still at the point where they don't know and they're still keeping a secret?
1: So, Jul- Juliet knows. Okay. lasted right and, and obviously his dad knows because his dad trained him and, yeah. and the whole time has been sort of like ch- trying to steer him away from this but the end of the show itself and leading into the first movie uh, the the whole last season is them they're about to get married and uh, or he's about to pop the question to her and she realizes that he's a fraud and it's a huge huge deal Um, and then she inevitably oh, yeah. they find a way for them to have a resolution where she forgives him for that and realizes that he's done good with this thing even though he's been basically lying and breaking the law largely to to solve these crimes um it's not a great resolution but you just kind of sweep it under the rug because you're like whatever i mean yeah i mean if you're that's if the you, show, stup- right? if you also have to believe you have to suspend disbelief that the entire santa barbara police department is stupid enough to believe that this guy's not just breaking into houses and figuring out shit before they get there um but it's a dumb fun show and yeah. so that's kind of just, and just that's
3: honestly that. like one of the great things about it is that like there's absolutely zero stakes like in especially in this movie, yeah. there are no stakes. Like Zero. they are face to face with like people who they're like, oh yeah, this could be the bad guy, um, right? I'm in this mental hospital or whatever, or I guess yeah. maybe regular hospital. I forget what kind of hospital
1: it is. It's like a recovery um, hospital for bougie yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Something like that. And, and like they're 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 stealing uh, like medicinal stuff. They're they're stealing food out of the fr- out of the bridges, yeah. um, right? Like they're yeah. they're doing whatever the fuck they want. They're bringing they're the ice the chips. They are eating the they're ice chips. <laughs> Which is such which, a great bit
1: yeah because <laughs> of the sound effect by the way it's the fact that they put in the sound effect and whatever they're eating if i ever get a chance to interview these guys i'm gonna that's gonna be question number one what were the ice chips because they sound delicious and that's not what ice chips sound like but god bless them that that scene yeah. gets a laugh me me every single time that i watched it which I, I like i'm saying that like i watched it religiously 15 times i watched it twice there's a moment in it where they don't realize they're drugged and he asks. he was like um he was like, you understand that there's a sign on the door that says this is a restricted area because this area is restricted. And James Rode without missing a Peter, is like, that sounds fair. Yeah, it's <laughs> <He's laughs> like, that sounds fair. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are we doing this? Why are we in here? But you're right. I mean, there are zero consequences. Even at the standoff at the end, they don't even make a. They don't even try to make a to make a point at saying these characters are, you know, in danger at all. They just keep adding yeah. more characters, including um, crazier and crazier. Yeah, um, including Dula Hill's uh, actual wife, who plays the girlfriend oh, character. Yeah, I that noticed. was. Yeah, it's funny actually. I remember seeing her on Ballers. She plays uh, a different character, and he's he plays a manager in that. And I was like, oh, that's cool that like he hop- popped up in this. I love seeing him work, and I love seeing the guys pop up in other things. Um, but I was fascinated by all of them, and so I looked up her, and I was like, holy shit, her husband. He that's her husband. That's awesome. And then the fact that he was able to get her in this is pretty cool because I think mean, she's a great actress. As well. Yeah, she was great. Um, the movie itself, to me, like to be a little critical, feels uh, a little disjointed. Um, we start, and and I think largely, I don't think I know it's largely based off the fact that Timothy Omensund is uh, is still suffering or recovering from the stroke that he had that precluded him from being a major part uh, of the first movie. That and makes so, sense. Yeah, so they had they they they. If you remember, I don't know if you saw Psych the movie, which is still available on Amazon Prime, and I highly recommend you go back and watch that because it's basically. Um, the whole point of it is just to have an homage to Gremlins, and specifically the beginning of Gremlins, and not the rest of Gremlins, which is why I love Psych. Yeah. <laughs> they spend a lot of money to recreate the opening scene from Gremlins, and then that is just the joke that runs through the entire thing. Um, but, of course, they tried to get him in, but but I think prior to that filming, uh, prior to figuring that out, he had had a stroke, a bad stroke, and was only able to join that movie through like a, a fuzzy vis- video conference because That's- they had to... Yeah,
3: that's really um, interesting because I, try- I was trying to figure that out while watching Psych 2 because could, I could tell that there was something going on yeah. uh, with Laster, and I was like, all right, why is he just in- like, why is he sitting down in the whole movie? Like, why are they having him not be active or do the do like his Laster thing? Right. And be in right. the action. And that ex- that actually explains it entirely because that yeah, did feel it- somewhat weird.
1: I think his uh, I'm not quite sure, um, uh, but I think his left the left side of his body was paralyzed a little bit. And that's why he has his arm and a sling wow. at the end there. Um, and I do think he's had trouble walking, which is why I think that that last shot where he actually stands up and says, you know, like tells yeah. Christy Swanson, the, the wife of Marlowe character that he loves her is for me. I like shed a tear. I was like, yeah, wow,
3: that's really okay. beautiful. I didn't yeah, know it was- that.
1: Really great. I mean, they literally were like, we, we're we going to do a second movie. Steve Frank's the creator and, the, and all the crew were like, we want to do a second movie and we have to just figure out a way to get him back into this. And so they, instead of shoehorning him in, like they were forced to do in the production of the other one, um, they wrote the entire movie based around him being in a bed so he could be in it, which is pretty fucking cool. Wow. That's um, really cool. And again, I think, it, I think it is a little to not to, not to overly critique a show that it should never be critiqued because they're not trying to do anything it. Yeah, serious it's not, it,
3: it's not trying at all. Is right.
1: Um, and, but in not trying, that's where the beauty lies. But, uh, I think it was a little disjointed and a little confusing. I'm like, what is happening here? Why is he there? I think if the, if he had been, um, able to, to do a little bit more of the acting, they would have showed that first scene. And we would have gotten a lot more of that because it just sort of starts in the middle of, in, in the middle of the first act toward the second act. You're like, wait, we're just starting here. Um, but you know, it's like, so they'll just explain it away and yeah. who cares? Cause it's just, an, you know, it's just an excuse to get them to make some hilarious fun of uh, Norwegian people in an ice bar, um, and then oh, go yeah. to a, go to a catch cafe. Again,
3: another great scene. The yeah. I, the thing I will say because uh, this is to your point of it being disjointed, right? It being a little bit confusing about what is going on. I right before this podcast, I started watching it again because I thought I missed something when I originally watched it because I was like, all right, so how did Laster get here? All right, he was he was shot. Like, when did that? Did they explain? And then yeah, while re-watching it and like re uh going through the beginning of it, I was like, oh no, I, I, I saw everything that happened. It's just the fact that they rushed through this whole thing that is the big plot point of what it how we got here and what is yeah. going on.
1: Yeah. And they and they rushed through like my first time watching it, I thought um I'm trying to look up the actor's name. There's a lot of obvious I mean this whole thing is cameos. I don't know if you recognize that or not. But yeah the, so, so I recognize a few. Joe McHale being the big one. Joe McHale huge. Um but m- more than that, uh uh what is his name? Damn it. I'm looking for, I'm looking at the cast right now. Um, the guy that plays Emil Hirsch, uh, Ber, the, the, the doctor, yeah, was an actor that, um, Dulé Hill was on West Wing with, so they were they co starred on West Wing for a, long, oh, a long, cool. long time. Um, the girl who runs the Cat Cafe, Allison Miller, is on currently on a show with James Rude Rodriguez on uh, on ABC, so they're co stars on that show, which is why he makes that reference where he's like, Why are you watching all of us? Don't you know that ABC has a show that's newer and better? That's basically oh, like a, like, that's a rival that's show. awesome. To, to the, oh, this is us. Excuse me. That's a rival this show. Is us, this is us, yes. So, the, so it's it's always so fun for me because obviously the, the, to me the fun of Psych is the references that they make. And that's what really hooked me is that you can tell that these two, um, these two lead actors and the writers of the show are 80s kids because every episode of the show has something to do with an 80s reference of the here and there. And so catching all these references and then seeing them have their friends on and all these inside like cameos and stuff like that is always cool for me to see and this whole movie is basically like kind of it's just like that really it's kind of like yeah. an excuse just to to get tim moments in like back on the screen and 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 give him some you know and just hang out one more time And that's what it feels like to me is like why not why not just make yeah. another move? The,
3: the, the whole show feels, especially this movie right it just feels like you're hanging out it feels like you're watching another extended episode of psych like, yeah and, it, and like you're very much okay with that um like it's not it's definitely not perfect there are definitely things in there where it's like all right, we're having a little bit too much fun here because now we've we've lost the plot of what's going on. Um, but like you know, they they do a good job of doing the main thing you want out of Psych, which is hey, let's just make people laugh. Let's just ha- yeah. let's just have fun. Let's just have a good time. Like even going through and rewatching some of the Yang Yang stuff, right? Like those are probably the most like serious slash intense episodes yeah. of Psych. Like those are the ones that have, I guess, actual stakes to them but yeah. even even with the stakes it still feels so light and what's going on it still feels like it the stakes don't feel as uh uh heavy you know like there's something about the show and something about the way they write it and some something about uh the performance of both James Roday and DuLay Hill where like even in the serious moments you you you're you're still having a laugh you're still having fun you're still like not think, taking things too seriously which which works i think for the most part to the benefit of the show and for me like uh for this being the second psych movie i think they do a they they do such a good job of making it feel like a return and i hope like if i hope if they continue to do psych movies that they always feel like this like they always just feel like another longer episode of psych that is you know making you feel the way you felt when we were binging or watching the original series
1: i think and i think that's 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 what they're intending to do i read something somewhere where the creator steve franks was like i want to do five and you know, this movie was supposed to premiere on USA Networks, and then it got moved. Unfortunately, in my opinion, over to Peacock because I think it's gonna. It just kind of puts one more. It's gonna barrier. get Yeah, I think so. Um, but to me, I think exactly what you're saying is I have a theory on this. I think it's because the show obviously has a cult, a huge cult following, not the least of which, of course, I, I would like to say that you and I are now at the head of it. I think we are the. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For it. sure. Yeah. Um. But I. But the show never reached a huge amount of popularity, and so I think. When, when shows break out and they get really, really big, and I think people start – it's it, it starts to become a different monster, and this show never hit that level of success. And that's no disrespect to Psych because I'm glad it stayed where it was at because if that had happened and the stars went on to do other things, it's it's so rare that they can come back after so many years and just nail the characters again. And that was yeah. one of the oh, things yeah. that I was like apprehensive to watch this again. I was like, are, we, are they going to nail Sean and Gus? Is the Gus Sean back and forth? Is that going to feel like it did before? And that very first scene where Laster wakes up and they're over his bed, I'm like, nope, they nailed it. Yep. This is great. They're here. Yeah, it's a beat. Their timing is perfect. These guys. The timing is like so
3: they- incredible. Like even when even when, when Gus comes in with like, come on, son. Like they yeah. hit all those same beats and all those same notes so incredibly well. And it somehow I feel like it gets better and better and better the more and more they do it. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, like we've had eight seasons of Psych. Like I don't necessarily, and uh, I don't think I don't like, think anybody out here is necessarily asking them to make more shows. Um, but this is such an ex- excellent way to do it. To your point, like you know, I don't need I don't need another season of Psych. I will take Psych movies every couple years if they want to do that because I think this is the perfect way to do it. We don't get tired out of of it. Uh, I'm sure this is the thing that they want to do. Like this seems like every scene in this in this movie seems like they are having a blast uh, making it, which I think is the thing that you want from the show or from this series. And so I'm definitely down for this. This is awesome. Pardon me. (laughs)
1: There (laughs) There it is. Um, I am there as well. Um, And I, I love it. I love that they continue, it continues to be a vehicle um, for them to plug in people that they just want to work with from from things that are bygone eras. Uh, one of the points you brought up was like the the, the Yang uh, trilogy, which features Ali Ashidi and Peter Weller. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with either of those actors, but they're both they're both huge stars in the '80s. And Psych, okay. the whole point of the, one of the things that I think the creators did, and the actors and the producers now, who are James day and the Hill, want was like this gives us an opportunity to just work with people that we loved growing up. And so that's why there's so many '80s stars on the show. Not the least of which mm-hmm. is like Christy Swanson's on this. Do you know who Christy Swanson is? No. She was the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She oh. Did that so she was huge in the late 80s, early 90s. She did a bunch of movies. But the, I think that her claim to fame, the movie that sticks out in my mind at least, and chat, correct me if I'm, I'm missing any is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which was a movie that did not do well in theaters, was an odd ass movie. It's near and dear to my heart because I remember watching this being like, <laughs> OK, they made this movie. And then, of course, Joss Whedon gets Sarah Michelle Geller together. They make the show and the show was huge. And so when people think Buffy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they think, oh, that was a great like CW show. And I'm like, no, no, no. It was a movie with Luke Perry and Christy Swanson and Rutger Hauer and the guy that played Wee Herman way before it was the show. So FYI, but uh, if they can do, yeah. and then another just quick shout out. There's two more cameos in this that I do want to shout out, which is a uh, Sarah Sarah Shock Chalk I think is how you say her last name. I've never said that person's name in my life. Uh, who was, of course, from Scrubs, and she makes some fun Scrubs references to that. So she was uh, she, she was
3: she on she's the nurse.
1: Yeah, uh, she's another doctor. And she plays the nurse in this, but she was a doctor in this. In Scrubs, uh, yes, opposite,
3: I uh, I knew I guy. recognized her, but I couldn't put my finger on it because Scrubs was a show that I watched, but like only when it was on TV. I never like was uh religiously following scrubs. Uh, mm-hmm. But I knew she looked familiar and that now that I'm putting two and two, 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 two together, that makes sense. And that makes her role even more awesome as the nurse in this.
1: And I do. I want to give another shout out before we wrap it up to uh, Kadeem Hardison is in this. And I don't know if you're familiar with him at all, mm-hmm. but I he was on a show called The Different World. And I fucking loved that show. It was a spinoff of the Cosby show. So, uh, oh, yes. And it ended up being a yes. uh, memory search collector. And I, she says, I don't want to get this wrong, but. It ended up being um the oldest, not the oldest daughter. Uh, Denise. What is his he had no, yeah, Denise who was played by not Zoe Kravitz, her mother. Um Nah, shit. This is going to, I got to look this up real quick. Hold on. Uh different world. Lisa Bonet. Yes, it was Lisa Bonet was yes. who played one of the, she she was one of the daughters in the college show goes to college and they made a show called The different world. And then yes. I loved it. But after a while, I think she even left the show and it became more about Kadeem Hardison's character uh, who was, not I'm gonna get this right Dwayne Wayne was the name of that character, and he had cool flip up glasses, and he was in love mm-hmm. with Whitney, and she was bougie, and then at the end they get together, and it's a, it was one of the best scenes ever. You should absolutely watch this show, unless it unless it's boring for you. Anyway, um, it's great that they got him in this, and it's so cool that he got an opportunity to work with all these guys. And the last thing I'm just saying right now, I hope they make five more movies, and I hope someday I, I you do and I too. cameo in this. In these, uh,
3: oh dude, that would be my dream. Be that my would dream be my dream to even just to, even the, just to meet them, James Roday and Dule Hill, get to talk to them. Right and like like me and you, right as the head of the psychos, you know I'll be the Dule Hill to your Sean uh, Sean Spencer. You know we'll get to talk to him and we'll get to meet them uh, someday.
1: I want this. uh, I I want this. This is in the works. I we we are. I like we've talked about this already. I'm 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 willing to say it publicly. I I don't even care if we fail at this. We're we're Mm -hmm. I'm trying to reach out to them to get them on. We have cool friends. I know that they're way more busy than 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 we are. Uh, doing, doing stuff that's higher level productions. But if we can make that work, that would be so freaking. That'd be amazing. Oh, absolutely. You have to to help me interview them. That would be amazing. Oh yeah. 100%. I'll just feed you ice chips off camera the entire time. It'll be a fun inside joke. Um, cool, man. Well, we talked about this a lot and I really appreciate that. It's nice to have someone to speak with about my love of psych. I'll probably be going back. By the way, I I popped into my Amazon queue to see, I'm like, where did I leave off the last time I was watching it? Season eight. I'm already in season eight. (laughs) I don't know how the fuck I do it. There you go. I started at the first episode and I'm already all the way through eight seasons of a 45 minute long television show. Um, if you guys are out there, definitely give this uh, if you're Psych fans, FYI, you probably have already seen it, but definitely watch this. It's fun to see the cast back together. They haven't skipped the beat blessing. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Ladies man. and gentlemen, we will be back uh, next week with something on Wednesdays, probably internet. No KFaf next week. Um, and then after that, I think we're back to internet explorers uh, until then we'll see you online.